Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth. So spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Alright, welcome back to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. This is Blaine, and as always, I am joined by Corey. Corey, how you doing, man? Uh, this is Corey, and I'm doing well, you know? Happy to be here. Good to hear. And we also have Andrew. Andrew, how you doing? Uh, for England, Blaine. For England. <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Mm, already pulling it in. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we're, we're starting hot tonight. Yeah. So, if you did not gather from the quote Andrew just said. I did not got it. <laughs> we are continuing our Bond tournament with GoldenEye. Uh, uh, I think everyone on the planet knows about GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. I found his weakness. Oh. <laughs> well, if I had him, I wouldn't let him out. Uh, I don't hey. know. <laughs> it's like how I watched him from the shadow as a child. That one, that line, I don't really know how to take that. Uh, that's seemingly Andrew's favorite line because he does quote it a lot. Yeah. It, mostly because it is a weird line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it like a every breath you take kind of situation? Watch the shadows of a child. <laughs> is, it, is it the Soviet Union watching you as a child from the shadows? Or are we breaking the fourth wall and we as the audience are telling James Bond, we watched you. Well, why were we watching from the shadows? That's weird too. Oh, because our dad was jerking off to all the James Bond movies when we were growing up. So, what we had to watch from the uh, shadows. What a yeah. what a okay, journey so, that was. Oh, oh no, uh, there's a lot to unpack yeah. there. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that am I the only one that happened to? <laughs> so you were the child watching him from the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are we watching him as he was a child? Oh no, no, we're the child we're watching the child. your dad jerk off. Tina Turner, you see. Now, guys, look. I know we're smarter than this. Tina Turner. <laughs> she represents all of us, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whether it be this song or any other song that we've done. <laughs> in yeah. any, any, yeah. any shape. So she says, uh, I watched you from the shadows as a child. <laughs> she being the child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it now. Let's, re- <laughs> let's reel it back in. Okay. Oh, all right. But That's yes, a great way to start. <laughs> we are watching Goldeneye, which is the 17th movie in the Eon Bond franchise. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1995, middle of the 90s, and spawned one of the most influential first-person shooters of all time on mm-hmm. the Nintendo 64. Handily. You can't Easily. talk about the movie without talking about the game. I mean, I would even go so far as to say maybe one of the best video games, period, It's of all time. It's up there. Yeah. You can't say that all the... F- Famous first persons didn't take influence from Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. All the multiplayer games, everything. Well, oh, man. maybe, I guess, like a, a Doom or a Duke Nukem, but. Well, those were oh. PC. They were. They were PC. Um, and, and not as fun as Goldeneye, if you ask me. No. But Nowhere yeah. near. Nowhere near. So, uh, yeah, any 90s kid knows about Goldeneye. Yeah. And oh. the movie. It, yeah, I'm sorry, off topic, but I I do love how the Goldeneye theme kind of got a resurgence, uh, because that theme is great. 
if you remember, like the waiting screen theme. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of young kids rediscovered that theme recently through the tick and talk. The TikTok. Oh. Yeah, they talk about how much it's like it slaps. It's just like hell yeah. And it does. <laughs> it does. It it you know what? It does. Um, a group of men in their thirties, it slaps kids. It slaps. <laughs> I learned that term <laughs> recently. Yes, no cap. Slaps. Yes. So go on your MySpace and tell everybody about it. <laughs> I was on my Zanga the other day. <laughs> Check it out. I was on my GeoCities website and really <laughs> GeoCities. Oh man. But yes, the GoldenEye is the movie we will be breaking down this week. So just to get it started, I will read the IMDB plot summary. Then we'll get our initial reactions, and then we will go right into our scene-by-scene breakdown, as we always do. So, plot summary. Years after a friend and fellow 00 agent is killed on a joint mission, a Russian crime syndicate steals a secret space-based weapons program known as GoldenEye, and James Bond has to stop them from using it. Okay. So that's what we're working with. That's what we're going to break down. So let's go around, get our initial reactions, and then we'll jump into it. Corey, where you at? So I recognize, I'm just going to start at the top. I recognize that this movie has flaws. However, it is a, it is a nostalgic pump for me. And I would say despite all the heavy-handedness of some of the Russian themes, I still give it two thumbs up, baby. I loved it. (laughs) Fantastic. I don't think it's heavy-handedness, and we'll talk about it. But, Andrew, Mm. where are you at? Uh, Here's the thing. I'm with Corey. Nostalgia abound in this movie, and I have not seen it in quite a while. Uh, I I hesitate to say this, but 100% Brosnan's best. Oh. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tomorrow Never Dies was really good. I I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> you know, there was fuck just one something you. I can't remember. That you I had a problem with. Fuck off. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but for me, um, that was all there. But I hesitate for a two thumbs up. But I'm gonna give it a thumb up for sure. Okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it two thumbs up because okay. it's it's great. It's it's so solid in every aspect, um, and we'll break it down when we get to our scores. But it's it's not doesn't have many flaws in a what we look for for our Bond movies. So right. interested to see where this one's going to shake out in our ranking, um, because whenever we have a consistent movie across the categories, it does well. So I think this fits right in there, mm-hmm. and then I'm excited to see. So, all right. I say without further ado, let's just jump into it, boys. All right. Well, you heard it first. Blend gave it two thumbs, so I'm nervous. Here we go. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, oh no, nothing. I mean, I also gave it last two thumbs time, up. <laughs> no, no, but you know, last time Blend gave two thumbs up and you said anything about it, it didn't turn out well for him. Oh, I so. see. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I, I see where you're going now. <laughs> Are you talking about Tomorrow Never Dies again? Absolutely not. I don't even know if I gave that one. I did give it two thumbs up. Yeah, you did. You did. But I guess what Andrew's also, saying is this may be uproarious. Uproar, uproarious. It's hilarious. I don't think that's what I'm saying at all, it's Corey. A hoot. 
Um, anyway, I'm so sick of talking about tomorrow never dies. I'm just gonna say this: you you seem to be the only one that brings it up a lot. So, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, uh, you brought it up on this episode. What we didn't? Excuse me. Okay, y'all are just gaslighting me now. Y'all can go. Uh, you know what? Y'all can go. Uh, fucking die you know what touche because that is indeed what we're doing and if you i know them's the rules if you call you if someone calls you out for gaslighting you have to say yes i was Mm -hmm. yeah there you go go. okay uh so yeah i think we start um on a bridge this is mine and i think Uh, first (laughs) first first we start with our gun barrel scene as you guys like to talk about every time and i gotta say brosnan's got the best turn and shoot i think so. i think it's solid and this one actually had some <laughs> disco vibes i don't know if did y'all feel that it was a lot of bass in the i did write it down that i loved the opening music for the gun barrel in this one yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we do open it's james sprinting atop a dam the highest it's just it's it's massive i think it's in switzerland in real life um, but James is sprinting across it. We don't know what's going on. And then uh, we see an airplane fly overhead. We get a good shadow cast on the face of the dam, kind of get the scale. And then we have an iconic stunt. James bungee jumps off the top of the dam. Uh, actually, I mean, it was a real stunt. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that when he jumps, it's just completely silent. So the music turns off, and you yeah. just have this free fall. Mm. It's, 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 it's just such a solid start to the movie. You're like, what the hell is going on? He shoots a grappling hook. It's got a, an automatic reel on it. Mm-hmm. And then we get a laser right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. We're we there. Gadget City right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. Such a strong start. At this point, we haven't seen James. Mm-mm. We don't. Anyone has no one has seen James at this point. We don't. This is the first time you'll see a new Bond since License to Kill with Timothy Dalton, which was what seven years? I think it was six years. Okay, eighty nine. This was ninety five. Um, so we're then in some vent ventilation system, and your Bond is in the shadows, looking down on a guy taking a shit. And yeah. then, yeah. and then uh, your your first introduction to Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, he is hanging upside down, and then knocks out a guy who is on the toilet, and of course has to get a one liner in there. He has to. He's got to do course. it. Of um, course. I will just say that I know we're going to say this a billion times. All most of these scenes when they come up, I can view it in N64 graphics every yes. time. <laughs> this one is special. It's weird. Yeah. Yes, this is exactly what you do in the mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, so James, beg your pardon, uh, yep. knocks this guy out, and then here we are. We're in the Brosnan era now. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, this movie is directed by Martin Campbell, who's also the director of Casino Royale. 2006, let's be 2006. clear. 2006. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. was the launcher of two different bonds. Yeah. And I, I gotta say tonally very different. Yeah. Both of those movies. Yeah. Different, but a lot of the, you can see similar filming techniques. Yeah, you can, especially with the, the use of lighting in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's funny you but said yes. that the the quietness of the bungee jump. He uses that a lot too, where the scene has n- no noise and it's just what's happening in the scene. It's completely quiet, and I love that. It happens again almost in the very next scene. I think that's really cool when they kind of when they can make that work, and it really makes the suspense palatable. Yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, this is a pretty movie. I, I, it's a pretty movie. I, I think it's shot well. Um, so that's our intro, and then we're just James sneaking around this facility, which I believe was the the name of the. No, it was the dam. I can't remember the name of the level. Yeah, on oh, right. Sixty four. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we're sneaking around. He's going in and out of the shadows. And then we run into 006, played by Sean Bean. Um, and hey, this is our first like full-on joint mission with another 00 agent that we've seen in any of our Bond movies up to this point. I wrote it down. Yeah, that's pretty um, neat. And uh, you can kind of tell right from the jump that 006 has got a little bit of an edge to him because he's straight up murders the scientist. Yeah. 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 That caught me a little off guard. I didn't remember mm-hmm. that. Um, just very unceremoniously, just opens the door, shoots this guy, kills him dead, goes yeah. about his business. And I gotta say, Sean Bean never looked so young. He <laughs> looked great. <laughs> I'm sure he did. In, in theory, he did. Well, <laughs> as far as Probably things I've seen him in, before. never. Out of <laughs> never. the womb, this. Yeah, so they go about their mission through this facility. Uh, we see some sort of weird code-breaking door gadget that they use. Mm-hmm. We counted that as a gadget. Uh, and then... It's for sure a gadget. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like they're 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 planting some bombs on these gas canisters. They're going to blow this facility up. I that's, believe they were called proximity mines? That's um, what they were called in the game. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're trying to blow this facility up. That's their mission. Uh, then a bunch of Russian soldiers start coming in. Big firefight. They kill a bunch of people. And then um, this whole time, James and Alec are having this silly banter. Um, and then Alec is captured by our first introduction to one of the main villains, General Umarov, or however you pronounce it. That okay. sounds fun. Pretty good. Not bad. Um, so they have him captured, and uh, they shoot him in the head. So we uh, are led to believe, mm-hmm. and then James has to escape. I will say this. So I get the first bullet, without giving too much away, was a blank of some sort. That second bullet was not a blank because he kills one of his own men with it. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. Also, <laughs> I could just imagine uh, being fifteen feet away from someone getting shot in the head. You could probably tell they got shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there uh, might be some residue. Yeah. Uh, residue. Yeah. On everyone? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I. And if anyone would know what it looked like, it'd be uh, James Bond. He's killed 70,000 people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how they faked that, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. James does a pretty cool escape on the conveyor belt. Shit starts blowing up. And then we get another pretty iconic stunt. James is trying to catch uh, an airplane that is yeah. going down the runway. He ends up chasing it on a dirt bike. 
launches himself off of the runway, off of a cliff, and tries to skydive to the airplane. So the first part of this stunt is real. Someone did drive a motorcycle off the cliff, but then we get some mid-90s CGI of him getting into the airplane. Well, this is some superhero shit. This is (laughs) maybe the most improbable thing Bond's ever done. Um, I, I don't know I don't if I'd go that, that far. I, I don't think that's unfair, Corey. I think that's pretty up there. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, this is wild. Also, how did he catch it? The plane is so much heavier, and it's got propellers propelling it. How on earth could he possibly catch it? It's got wings. I feel like it's built to fly, and he's just a man, and gravity would not let him go faster than a, than a heavy object like that. <clears throat> Two thumbs, Corey. Two thumbs. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> I'm not upset at it. I, I'm just saying it's pretty improbable. Well, gravity does... Okay, sorry to go scientific on you, but uh, it doesn't matter how much something weighs. All right. Everything will fall at the same rate. It's, it's how much air is dispersed underneath the thing. So this thing has wings, so it's going to stay up a little longer. But that was him. That was actually a person chasing it in this... We got to be careful with our science facts because you know there's some nerd that's listening to this. Well, actually, oh, like, uh, I don't think. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to hold, hold. It doesn't. I don't want to go down that road. It doesn't two, matter. Sorry, two thumbs. Two Come thumbs. Two you thumbs. know what that means. God you know what that means. It. Here's the thing. I want to. I want to reiterate. I love it. I love how yeah. crazy it is. Oh, I do too. I. I I can concede that it's not very probable, but at the same time, don't hate it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're here to poke the holes, and le- yeah. less about the gravity, more about the fact that it's in the air no. for way too long. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think yeah, I don't think he would have been able to just climb in it and then recover the airplane like yeah. he did. Um, but my my bigger problem was the CGI. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. it. I it get was, it. It was weaker. I love the practical, and it stuff. certainly felt longer than three minutes for that bomb to go off. Also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we forgot to mention yeah. that he changes it from f- five minutes, or was it six minutes to three? Six, six minutes, minutes down to three. To three. <laughs> yeah. Um. So James catches the airplane, gets in it, and flies it away as the facility explodes, and then we go right into our opening credits and song, which was by Tina Turner. Yes. Sung by Tina Turner, written by Bono and The Edge from U2. Damn right. And that's... Were they at the height of their powers in 1995? They were... Yeah, probably. They were damn up there. They were, doing, okay. they were doing all right. I know it was after Joshua Tree, so I didn't know if they're still sailing on that boat, but... Okay. Yeah, that'll take you pretty far. Yeah. That boat. <laughs> that's true. Um, so... It's probably in or around the sweetest thing era. Mm. Well, as long as it's not the era of which they forcibly put their songs on my uh, oh, iTunes. <laughs> you will take this song. I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> yeah, so we're in our mm-hmm. title yeah. sequence, and we'll reserve our discussion about that till the end when we give our scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, enjoyed it. So yeah. mm-hmm. talk about it later. Yeah. And then we get mm-hmm. a nine-year time jump. So... We are no longer in the Cold War era. This is post the fall of the Berlin Wall, post 
breakup of the Soviet Union. David Hasselhoff sing on that wall. And yes. It's all over. Yeah. And, and you can kind of see that in the whole movie. It's our first Bond movie after the Soviet Union. So mm-hmm. I think from the filmmaker's perspective, it's like, what do we do with Bond now? We've lost our primary source of content for <laughs> the majority of the Bond movies. And what's even, not to break from your point, but what's, what I find weird is we talk a lot more about the Soviet Union in this movie than I think we have all the previous ones. Because it's not as if Google and all of them are the villains. You know what I mean? Like, they're just the opposite of Bond. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. I'm like, the, it's like always their Soviet technology or right. Soviet something's getting captured. Soviets, or Agent Triple X wants what Bond wants at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and Google okay. in For Your Eyes Only wanted the same shit that Bond wanted. Yeah. They're always present. Sure. Not always, but a lot of times. Yeah. Now you've taken that away. Now we've taken that away. So what are we going to mm-hmm. do? We still we do the same thing. Still do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just old. Well, all I had to do was wait until what uh, earlier this year, and <laughs> we're right back in the Soviet Shit, Union era. Yeah, I'll tell you what, <laughs> god damn, that's sad. Uh, yeah, so we get the nine year time jump, and James is in his Aston Martin. I will say the background music in this scene is too much. Cool. I. Ooh. It's like a bounce, bounce, It, it seemed to cheapen this movie. A lot when that like, came what on. What is happening? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, it was really bad. <laughs> but James is in the DB5. He's got a MI6 psychologist with him who was sent there to evaluate him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we can tell from the previous movies why he might need a psych evaluation. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I do like, again, there are elements in this where they bring it to the 90s, and obviously, James Bond's done some interesting oh, things. There's and... <laughs> more than some elements. You can tell they're trying really hard to become progressive. Yeah, they uh, are. <laughs> but, but yeah, so James is being evaluated, and then a Ferrari shows up, and they have like a, a little lighthearted car race. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and in that, the person in the Ferrari ends up being our main hench person, mm-hmm. Zinya. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know that at the time, but, uh, yeah, they have some, uh, some, some, uh, banter in the car. Um, yeah. Good driving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it was, it's just, it was just a way to show off the cars, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and sh- I don't know. Look, I don't know a ton about cars, but I feel like this Ferrari could have probably taken, uh, off from this 1960s Aston Martin. Yeah, I'm sure the Ferrari handled a little better, too. Yeah, probably Uh, so. That that Aston Martin is just so pretty. Oh, it's... It's such a beautiful car. It's legendary. Um, um, You know what I will say? Oh, so go ahead, Andrew. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say who the actress was, but go ahead. Famke Jansen. Famke Jansen. Phoenix. From X-Men. Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. Herself. You know what I've uh, been doing lately? Mixing her up with Rebecca Romaine. I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> they don't really look alike. They were just in the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they couldn't be more different, uh, honestly. It's crazy. Anyway, I was going to say, I liked, how, I liked how Pierce is playing him way differently, too, already in this scene. Nine years have elapsed, and he's probably 
done some crazy shit, but also maybe removed a bit of a chip off his shoulder. Uh, I, I thought he was definitely playing in way less intense and already kind of kind of gelling into the bond that he becomes. Yeah, I think there was a, a conscious effort to kind of divert from the Dalton mm-hmm. approach, which was almost too serious. And I think Brosnan does a good job of mixing more in Dalton. He, he's got a good balance. I agree. One thing I'll always say about Pierce Brosnan, he gets what it, he gets the job. He gets what playing Bond is. Yeah. And he does it well. He's like, okay, I know how to play this. He probably grew up watching it much like everybody else. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, but he gets it. And that's he, what I like about it. He totally gets it. Yeah. And he does a phenomenal job. Um, so, yeah, he's driving this girl around. Uh, she makes him stop. He pulls over all suave like on, on an overlook over the ocean. And uh, what do you know? He's got a bottle of Bollinger ready Frickin to go. Freaking Bollinger oh, ready. Just fucking Ice ready cold. To... Mm, Corey, just... were you excited to see the Bollinger return? I was, actually. I was like, damn, look at this. That is, that is smooth. <laughs> just that is smooth. Now, uh, ball. How good would Bollinger hold after all those turns, Corey? No, not good at all. I mean, okay. it would it would still taste good, but I, I feel like you, you have to take a second before you open all that up and... Uh, well, that's not the that's not yeah. the only thing that was gonna bust on that lady. James seduces his psychologist <laughs> and they more than likely fuck in the DB five. On the side of the road in the middle of uh Monaco. No, yeah, in Monaco. I think yeah. is where they're at. Highly um, likely, I would say, not more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like that's where things were going. Yeah, he gives it to her. Mm-hmm. Uh and then from there. We were taken to a casino where James plays Baccarat, which I be- it's got to be James's favorite game. He plays Mis- it all the time. Mystifying. I do not yeah, understand. I no idea. Still a mystery. They just Still pull two cards mystery. and then they're like, uh, fucking, yeah, I win. Uh, listen, when they were like, when he pulled two face cards and they were like eight, I was like, oh, <laughs> what all right. What the fuck <laughs> did that mean? <laughs> okay. How did, oh, that, yeah. how did that beat what so she he, had? How does her card worse than that? Yeah. Don't understand. Why doesn't this equal 20? You got me. I don't yeah. know how this game's played. Fuck it. Well, I, I don't understand it. To me, it's just like that kid from Big Daddy playing that game. I win. I mean, kind of. It felt like that, actually. I, we should actually yeah. look that up. Yeah. Just We see it a lot. We just have, yeah. we have no significance. Here's the bad part. Flips. I feel like I have and just didn't retain it because it seemed... So fucking boring. Yeah, so I don't get it. Big that. big stakes. So James sits at the table, and uh, he plays baccarat with the woman in the Ferrari. Uh, they have some back and forth banter. We find out her name is Zinya on a top. Mm. On a top. On a top. Ha ha! Got one in. <laughs> I like oh, it. Uh, yeah, we're not the only ones that got one in. M made sure she got one in too. <laughs> oh, damn right. Uh, uh, but she's also either smoking a giant blunt or the tightest rolled cigar I've ever seen in my life. I'd like to think it was a blunt. That'd be fun. You know what? A blunt sounds cool. Hell yeah! It does sound. Fuck I yeah. mean, she's she, she's just the kind of wild card that I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it's Monaco. You can kind of do whatever you want, Hell, apparently. What do you, you know? What do you know? So they have some good talk. Uh, <laughs> she, she's obviously uh, Russian. He talks to her. She's from Georgia. Uh, perhaps a little bit of a Soviet background. I don't know. 
I don't know. Oh, for we'll sure. see. Yeah. Um, and she leaves with this old admiral guy. You're like, what's mm. going on here? So, I will say her accent really comes and goes in that scene, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes with whispers, and then once she speaks above that, it's a little flimsy. I will say that Bond mentions uh, Russia, the land of opportunity. Once again, uh, in our present times, this is all hits a little differently. Um, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, she says it's a land of opportunity. Yeah. And he's kind of... Mm, I don't mm. believe you. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, we all circle back around at some point. Yes. Um, High hopes for the uh, post-Soviet Russia in uh, 1995. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, because you got <laughs> only about six more years, and then this weirdo comes on the scene. And... Oh, we, we better stop talking about him, Andrea. <laughs> this is a fair point. Uh... <laughs> we should continue yeah, on. Let's just... Uh, you're great. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's going to get a whole different set of attention. No, 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 we no. We no. don't need that at all. No political talk. Just the movie. Uh, yeah, we, we've had a few political talk. <laughs> I know. We try to steer, uh, we'll try to steer clear. No, no. With this guy, we want to steer clear. <laughs> Whoever we're talking about, we just want to steer clear. Whomever it is. <laughs> Whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so James suspects Zinnia's up to no good. He does a little night surveillance, um, checks her out. She gets on a boat. He's doing some reconnaissance, got his cool little binoculars. Um, then he goes to his car, gets a printout, gets some talk from Money Penny. Uh, it says M approves him to check into Xenia a little more in depth. Um, and this, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but maybe the only... Uh gadgetry in a car in this movie was that printout from the uh, cassette player that is actually utilized yes yeah Yeah, there is a gadgetry in the car that is mentioned and not used (laughs) (laughs) not at all yeah uh so we then cut to zinnia having real rough sex with this ugly dude uh and um (laughs) damn (laughs) and uh she uh basically uh kills him with her thighs Wraps wraps her strong, muscular Georgian thighs around his torso and uh, really gives him the squeeze. Ah, uh, to say the least, yeah. Uh, well, he's Canadian, so, you know, they're sniveling weasels, so they can't make it work. <laughs> I don't remember her being such a sex maniac. I really don't. Like she's, I did not either, Corey. She, oh, we'll, we'll get to it later, <laughs> but this lady is just straight um, is a maniac. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> Sicko. Yeah, she talk about uh, real issues that need to be dealt with. She has them. Golly. One thing we didn't talk about is uh, Celine Dion moonlighting as a mime (laughs) right before that. God damn it. I cannot (laughs) believe you. I said, who is Celine Dion uh, mime here? Who is this? I just tried to block that out. I was like, like, Celine Dion. It was. So weird. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who'd said that. <laughs> oh, God. Holy shit. Uh, by the way, we kind of just cut me off on me making fun of Canadians. I think they're great people. They're great people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let me. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, yeah, I love you. <laughs> love you, Canadians. Uh, to all of our, to all of our sorry, listeners. Sorry, sorry, Canadians. Sorry, sorry. Uh, to all of our listeners in British Columbia and Ontario that come in every week, we like to thank you. <laughs> Please don't leave. <laughs> I'm done now. We can <laughs> how, how dare you? Uh, yeah, so 
amidst all the sexy times, James mm. is sneaking around. Um, she kills this man, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know that he's dead, but well, we, we, we know he's dead. In about two minutes, we find out shortly. Yeah. Out. yeah. yeah. Uh, so the next, I guess in the daytime, James sneaks aboard that yacht, finds the dead guy, who looked like he died with a smile on his face. Oh, yeah. yeah so that's you know, good. You know, he, Yeah. He did get squeezed to death, but at least he was balls deep in someone. I mean, supposedly. <laughs> this could have all been the foreplay area, and he just got crushed to death beforehand. I don't know. I feel like she would like it. I think so, To get a little more out of it. She seems like, yeah. you know, given everything we learn about her, she seems like that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About yeah. That. You know what I thought, though? This, this scene right before frames it that Bond is going to investigate them, and they show a hand reach into the Admiral's like suit pocket to pull out his ID. And I was like, is that James just like fucking voyeuring this whole thing? <laughs> oh God. Damn. Just, Let's be honest. He just tied his ascot real tight. <laughs> Ooh, God. It, does, <laughs> mm. oh, it doesn't seem out of the realm of James, to be honest. To just let that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I dig this. No, that was not James, which we find out later. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But um, yeah, so James sneaks on this boat, beats up a guy with a towel, which is fun. Yeah, yeah I liked fun. that. Uh, then he gives himself a little dab, which is a very <laughs> Bond move. And I, you know what I like during this part? We really start to hear that background music, which is just like a... I don't even know how to describe dun, it. Dun, 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 that kind of rhythmic... Well, it's just like a bow, or like a... I don't oh, know, yeah. it's like a little drum noise. Yes. Yeah. It's like, really like prevalent a, like in the video an echo game. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also love that <laughs> James always dresses for what he's about to do, and I love his yacht wear just yes. to break into the shot. You need this double-breasted uh, <laughs> blazer with uh, gold buttons. Yeah. Uh, you know, cream-colored uh, He's slacks. a Navy man. He's a commander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He knows about a boat. Uh, so at the same time this is all going on, we're kind of jumping back and forth. There's a, uh, I guess, a christening... Uh, I don't know what Navy it was. Was it the French? I, I think it was the French who built this helicopter, I, which, give me a break. And second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, shit. I don't mean to be that I, asshole. Ain't no way that thing would have made it to Russia. I don't know if they're most known for their stealth technology, but all right. <laughs> stealth helicopters. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I think we also got to uh, blame... Everyone for the theft of theft of this helicopter. Why are we on display in the marina in Morocco showing off our new weapons? I don't get that, but yes. all right. So there's this stealth helicopter, and they make it a point to say that it's protected from EMPs and electromagnetic charges of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're showing this off on this boat. Uh, we see Zinya show up, and uh, she murders the pilots. Yep. In a pretty uh, good scene. Yeah. Uh, a straight shoot to the heart. Yeah. Right? <laughs> murders both of them real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take their outfits and board the helicopter and just fly it away. Uh, yeah. A co-conspirator, which we still don't know who it is. We yet. don't know who it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if someone posing as the dead admiral, that's mm-hmm. the person who used the ID that Corey talked about earlier. Uh, I was just thinking about how, how hilarious it was that that one like guy who was basically moderating the event 
He's like, check yeah. out our helicopter. And then he just watched it fly away. Yeah. Just, I wonder how long before they were like, um, we're Ooh. fucked. Oh, dear. Um, you know what? It was we just supposed to, to hover over the ground for five seconds. <laughs> we really need to talk to our marketing guy because maybe doing this in the bay was not a great idea. Oops. <laughs> we should have maybe held this in a much more private area. Yeah. So Zinya and the unknown man steal the helicopter uh, we don't know where they're going at the time. And then our very next scene, we are at the Sevenyan? Sevenya? Sevenaya. Sevenaya. Also the name of the level of the video game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the control facility in Siberia, uh, which is obviously some sort of relic from the Soviet era. Mm-hmm. It's a secret space weapons base. And we meet our Bond girl. Mm-hmm. Bond woman, uh, Natalia Semyonova, who is a computer. Sounds right. <laughs> who is a computer programmer at the GoldenEye facility, and we're also met. Uh, we also meet Boris, who is another side character, played by Alan Cumming. Yeah. Who is a hacker, and I'm now thinking about it. Like '95, I guess hacking was a uh, new cool thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I it think. was big then. They've been around for a little bit, but now that everyone started getting a computer in the 90s, it's like, oh, people can do that. Oh, yeah. And the movie Hackers came out just a few years before that, too. So there you go. Yes. And people are aware. We love hacking. Uh, <laughs> Not to mention the... the re- I love the 90s uh, interfaces on these computers. Oh, that, they're so good. That's also fun. That's <laughs> yes. also fun. <laughs> So silly. That could only exist in a movie. It's got their, it's got like their, (laughs) what I don't know, I can't remember what you call that, like the image of them in the computer. Your avatar. Your avatar, yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 And he picked like a buxom version of Natalia as, as the, as the gatekeeper avatar to his code or something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, so Boris is a little pervy uh, and also, a quality hacker, as we see, he hacks into the Department of Justice and then the FBI, uh, and mm-hmm. is just fucking around on his computer, basically. Uh, and then he goes out for a cigarette, mm-hmm. and then the helicopter lands, and in walk Zinya and Umarov, who is who says he's there to uh, do some sort of a test of the GoldenEye system. Because he's now head of the space division. He is head of the space division. So they go through about it. He pretends like he's timing them. He gets the codes. And then Xenia murders absolutely everyone and has an orgasm. Yeah. (laughs) Is so turned on that she can barely stay up. (laughs) Those legs are wobbling. She comes after murdering... All these people. Umarov <laughs> slips in her puddle. Oh. Oh. But I love this part. So dirt sucks. So Natalia's in another room, so she doesn't get murdered, but uh, she kills everybody. She comes, and then Umarov like, gives her this look like, God damn. Yeah, seriously. You know what? Take it easy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, calm the fuck. Oh, yeah. You're useful, but you're fucking crazy. <laughs> and it was just a, such a subtle look. And I just, I love that. Um, so, yeah. we for, And I also just want to say, the GoldenEye prop 
the actual thing disc insertion. It I, looks cool. It is I very want, cool. I want to go my me coaster. Too. I do too. I just want a whole replica of that shit put in my office. I loved it. That I know. So put cool it on looking. a bookshelf. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. If anybody wants to send that to us, <laughs> feel free. Please make that and send make that, that to Corey at... And once again, if it's anyone in the British Columbia or Ontario area, please forgive us. <laughs> but and we would make love us one. a prop, please. Yeah. Three, please. Mm-hmm. Please do. That would be so great. Um, so they then have the codes. They have the golden eye. They then activate the golden eye, which pans up into space. It's a satellite, and it's going to shoot down. We don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. But they activate it, and Natalia is in another room trying to hide. So we know that's going on. And then we cut back to MI6, uh, where James has probably the best banter with Money Penny. I will say this I love what Samantha Bond is doing with Money Penny in this new era. Mm-hmm. But what I hate is that in the next two movies, she goes right back to that. Yeah. W- woesome in love with James bullshit where in this one she's kind of like she gives it right back to yeah, him she's like get the fuck over yourself like this this is sexual harassment I loved all of that I love how she was like are you just gonna talk or are you gonna fuck yeah, yeah you got better to- own up to this shit sooner she's or later like, I'm tired yeah. of doing all this back and forth let's just go yeah and it makes me sad for the next two movies she goes back to that Oh, please fuck me. Yeah. And, <laughs> but see, this, that is, is that where Urkel? we... Yeah. Was, <laughs> oh, please. In case we didn't mention, uh, Jaleel White plays Money Penny in these movies. <laughs> As Urkel. As Urkel, yeah. Uh, so that's where uh, one of the first parts where we see how they're trying to take it in a progressive direction is by giving Money Penny that mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm done with your shit kind of thing. Basically, um, she's Stefan Urkel in this movie. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. And then she goes right back in that machine and comes back. Steve comes back all meek. Yep. Um, so James goes into the Situation Room and meets with Tanner, who's another, I guess, information agent, whatever. And they're looking at satellite imagery of the Sevenyaya facility uh, because. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, someone hit an, al- an alarm before they died, and it triggered some sort of... Uh, the Russians sent jets to go check it out. So the British intelligence is now aware of that. So they're, they're, they're taking a look at it, and this Tanner guy and Bond are kind of talking shit about the new M, saying they're all by the books and just rely on numbers. The, and then The queen of numbers? The queen, the of, of, numbers, the queen of numbers, and then... Here comes Judy Dench. It's our first time uh, with a female M. And I gotta say, she's the first M with really any substance. They give her a lot as M. I mean, more so in the Craig era, but I love her. Yeah, yeah. she's like, the other M's... I just really don't just, care, you know? They're just they're just fillers. They're just yeah, they points. They're appropriate for their time because it's really old white men who got this job just somehow and it's she i mean the subtext is look she did a lot to get where she's at you know and i think it shows and real world it's look apparently some of her employees don't like her yet yeah Yeah. this Um, is also true so she rolls up well you know what i was gonna say is that 
getting ahead of ourselves, since you mentioned it, all the briefings that are in every movie between M and Bond, you kind of like are half in, half out. When they have their briefing in this movie, it's also so filmed right because it happens after some things we've seen. So we kind of care already about what's going on. And so their briefing actually makes me interested, whereas all the other ones I'm kind of like, okay, oh, Bond's going to be a smartass. Okay, hello. So, that, so I, was, I was very happy with that. I thought that they really introduced her perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great entry. And, hey, we have a female M, which is another step in the right direction. I, uh, you know there had to be people in this movie theater when this first came out who were just like, Great. Ugh, where's my old white guy? <laughs> I will um, say, though, they gave her the most sapphire blue eyes I've ever seen. That's definitely contacts or something. Is that what her eyes look so? like? I think those are her eyes. Wild. I couldn't believe it. You know what I think it is? I think that, uh, I don't know, her hair is gray in this. And, you know, as we progress, it just becomes a staunch white. And maybe the gray makes them pop a little better. I don't know. I don't know. But they were very bright eyes. But yeah, so we're introduced to to M, and she immediately hits this Tanner guy with some some snoot, some <laughs> just you know a good line, um, just saying, yep. "Hey, I'm not gonna take your shit." I actually like hit him with some snoot. Yeah, hit him with some snoot, <laughs> and then we uh, we're going back and forth scene wise here. So we go from MI six back to Siberia. The golden eye has fired. It's frying all the electronics in the planes that were scrambled, and they start to crash. Natalia's trapped. Um, the planes crash into the dish, the satellite area that mm. they're in, and then we see that the helicopter that Xenia and Umarov were in is not affected. That's why they stole it, so they could do this whole thing and steal the golden eye and yeah. cover their tracks. Um, so they really had to wait this full nine years until this plane was made so they could pull this whole stunt. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. There's just, no other way they could have done look, this. Look, in nine years, the French are going to build something finally, and yeah. we're going to take it from them. Thank God the French and their new program of stealth, uh, they'll make this. Also, this is like EMP+. plus. It's like an EMP bomb. It's, it's, it's a little extra, some of the things yeah. the EMP is doing. Yeah, things don't just shut down. They, like, uh, turn violent very quickly. <laughs> They're exploding yeah. and shocking everybody. <laughs> yeah, they just short out so bad they explode and mm-hmm. destroy everything. So the whole satellite dish falls down. Natalia escapes. And apparently, she, I'm assuming she gets in a dog sled and gets out of Siberia. That's what they're leading <laughs> That's what to they believe. lead to, yeah. Um, so then we go right back to MI6, and James sees the satellite explode, and they basically deduce that an EMP has been fired, and they know the helicopter was there, and they're starting to tie things together. And um, this is where James and M have their good back and forth that you were talking about, Corey, yeah. uh, in M's office. And, and let's have... not also forget that Bond also gives us a brief history of what EMPs are. Well, yeah. of course. Of course. Why yeah. would Naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they do have some great back and forth here in this office. Good dialogue that really sets their relationship. You're like, they respect each other. But they don't like each other yet. True, true. That ma- that's made very clear. And 
Judy Dench is not putting up with this bullshit. No, she has some good lines here that I'm going to save for later. Damn it, me too. Which one, though? We don't know. We'll see. We'll we see. don't know. Uh, so... I think I know. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. <laughs> Wait to see what your dumb quote is. Uh, mine is dumb, so I, I deserve <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> shit. It's the... Uh... It's all the groans that Zinnia does when she's murdering people. <laughs> That's a best line. Zinnia, I can't best breathe. <laughs> oh. Or uh, your favorite thing to say, uh, no more foreplay. And true. You know what? Yeah. Corey's favorite thing to say. No the more. best line is the line of Zinnia's thighs as she strangles people. <laughs> uh, so from there... We are then in St. Petersburg, the new post-Soviet St. Petersburg, uh, or in some sort of political, I don't know what branch of the government this is. We're, we're introduced to Defense Minister Mishkin, yes. who calls in Umarov to get a debriefing of what happened at the facility. And uh, that's where Mishkin kind of grills. You can tell these jokers don't like each other. You got New Russia, and Umarov's definitely a a relic mm. of the Soviet. I wrote down, I was like, is he the only military person that still wears his old Soviet uniform all the time? <laughs> I'm, I'm not letting go. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not wearing that new shit. Uh, well, all the people that James ends up killing have that same green Fair enough. shit on. Fair enough. Um, so, that's, yeah, it's not like they got like a new team. Like, well, we need to change our uniforms now. Yeah. Uh, so, they, Michigan tells Umarov that uh, Natalia was not amongst the bodies, so now he's wigging out a little bit because a, l- a little too much. <laughs> someone knows what we did. Acting well, I mean, extremely sus in front of them. Was like, hey, that's you're true. Really, uh, you're really taking this kind of interesting. I'm gonna investigate what? this myself. I will. I'll definitely look in. No one else should do that. No yeah. one else. I'll take care of it. Uh, we we still have a three hour meeting we need to get to. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I got to right go check that out. <laughs> uh, and then from there, we're at Q Branch. So Desmond Llewellyn, our old faithful Q, uh, mm-hmm. rolls up with his cast wheelchair <laughs> rocket launcher. Jesus. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is a pretty prototypical Q scene. We got a whole bunch of silliness going on in the background. Yeah. Uh, gadgets that Bond never uses. Um, good banter <laughs> here. It's, it's quality Q Bond banter. Um, yeah, they, uh, they work well together, those two. They really they do. They get it. They yeah. really do. Uh, yeah, Desmond Llewellyn, I don't know what happened between this movie and... Uh, World's Not Enough. <laughs> that or Tomorrow Never Dies, where he's at the uh, car rental place and looks oh, that's true. like a dead body. He <laughs> looks, yeah, he still looks kind of spry here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened in his life that went downhill so fast, but it did. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I love their banter. Yeah, so here's a, my one of my biggest problems with the movie. Uh, Q shows us the new BMW that's mm. going to be James's car. Goes through the whole spiel. Hey, we got Stinger missiles right here. We got yada, yada, yada right here. And then James uses none of it. Yeah. No. Barely drives the car. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. He just gives it away eventually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even keep it at the end of the movie. 
But God, as someone who grew up in the 90s, I remember seeing this fucking car everywhere. Oh, yeah, the BMW Z. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, almost as if they were like, they were sponsored by BMW, as we've previously mentioned, and they're like, we're going to just give them a gratuitous, it's in the movie. That's what it was. I, I, I heard somewhere, I don't know where I read it or heard it, but that model was so brand new that the production crew didn't have time to like out mod it out at all. <laughs> so they were like, we'll just say it's got these tell. things. <laughs> yeah. Still get it in the movie. Still pay our dues to BMW, but we won't worry about any of that gadget shit. No, 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 no. We'll just say it's there. Um, and then James uh, steals Q's sandwich. And then we go to the next scene. That's, it really cuts abruptly. <laughs> That's my <Yeah>. sandwich. <laughs> That's my lunch, man. That's my lunch. <laughs> That's that was pretty good. Oh, thank you. Well done. <laughs> Andrew doing his posh, his posh <laughs> London accent. That's oh, my kept... lunch. That's my if lunch. If I kept Dude. going, it turned Jamaican <laughs> really quick. <laughs> Don't That's touch my lunch, more man. Than that. <laughs> that was more time. That was Italian. <laughs> that was time. <laughs> I took a different turn. <laughs> yeah, well, if I say mortadella, it's hard to say in a Jamaican <laughs> accent. I guess. That's a fair point for you. <laughs> um. So then we're back in Russia. Uh, Bond meets with the CIA. Jack Wade, played by Joe Don Baker, who was Brad Whitaker, the main villain, just two movies before. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's get that guy back. <laughs> he loved him. <laughs> he's much more suited as a side character like this, as a yeah, supporting he, character than a He fits a, a lot better. Um, uh, for the life of me, I cannot tell you why. We just wouldn't have Felix Leiter in this yeah. role. Yeah. Call, like, call him Felix Leiter, but he can still be this goofy American. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, maybe that was because this was the first Bond movie that was not based in any way, shape, or form, even in the name, on a Ian Fleming work. So maybe they're like, we're not going to... Yeah, use lighter. We'll just we're making up everything else. Let's just make up a new guy. That actually makes me think. Do you know if Tanner was in the books? No idea. No, because he comes back obviously in the other in the newer Bond movies. Mm -hmm. We've got we've got our new Tanner by Rory 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 Kinnear or whatever that guy's name is. Um, And uh, we had Tanner in the uh, Roger Moore era, so he probably is. Okay, there was a there was a Tanner. Okay. Mm Got it. It would make right. sense that there's some supporting characters from MI6 other than MQ and Money Penny. Yeah. 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 But likely. So uh, James is meeting with Jack. They have some back and forth. Uh, James wants to meet with someone who can hook him up with this criminal syndicate that he found out about called Janice, which he thinks is behind the whole thing. Um. So then, from there, gosh, there's a lot of fucking scenes in this movie. Uh, <laughs> it really is. From it's, beca- I think it's because James and Natalia don't meet up until after an an hour into the movie. It's so we're showing true. two different plot lines develop. So we cut over to Natalia at a computer store. She's trying to get access to a computer so she can uh, reach out to Boris to see if he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she does that basically. And they decide to go meet later that night. Um, and I, you know, we can't underplay this for a younger audience. 
Her hope is that at the very same moment she's on the computer, <laughs> that Boris would also, also be on a computer. It's not as if, hey, I'm going to email Boris real quick and he'll get it no matter where he's no, at. She, she, she basically was hoping that he was on uh, AIM chat. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. chances were pretty good. That guy, I feel, I feel like he's never not in front of a computer. That's yeah, fair. We really hadn't talked about Boris a whole lot, but I think him and uh, the doctor from Silence of the Lambs are... Our incels, for sure, in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. There's no way Boris wouldn't be going to a prostitute. There's no way. I. You never know. You never know. I don't know. I know that Boris is probably at a a rally somewhere. I know that right now. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? Yes. I'm actually gonna disagree, and I think I think Boris plays more like a simp. I think he puts it mm. on a pedestal. Oh, okay. I mean, he definitely builds it up <laughs> for sure. He does. He does. Yeah. I think he gets and... a girl, and he's and he and he simp's. I think that's him. <laughs> I know someone like that. Weird, huh? <laughs> uh, but what? Were we... Oh yeah, uh, Boris is. I think we've all worked with that guy who will not stop talking about sex, and it's like. And yeah, how invincible he is. Yeah, that too. And yeah. how great he is. And how it's, these women are dumb because they don't understand how great he is. Oh, you know, when you present it like that, <laughs> that's very incel vibe. Coming yeah. back to the incel, yeah. You, yeah, you, that's, yeah. Points, points yeah. there, points there. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to fuck me? I just hacked the fuck DOJ. <laughs> Isn't this awesome? Aren't you wet yet? <laughs> hey, dipshit, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You're weird. Great, man. Uh, I have a life outside of this, so <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> so from there, uh, Bond goes to meet with Valentin Zukovsky, which we saw in The World Is Not Enough, played by Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid. Um, Gooby himself. And... Uh, <laughs> what did you say? You say Gooby? Gooby, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so from there I, we don't even get that part before we cut back to uh, Natalia going to meet with Boris uh, she does that and Zinya's there so alright all right, Boris is in on the shit too he's a bad guy uh, so they capture, uh, they capture Natalia and take her and then we go back to Valentine's club and uh, they have good back and forth as they always, they have pretty good chemistry. Those two. Yeah. Um. Do you know? You know who that his his mis- mistress was. Singing? I fucking Min- wrote it down. Mini yeah. driver. Yeah. Mini <laughs> driver. It's such a random. It's so random. To say I was shocked would be an understatement. I said, "Get the fuck!" Are you I was blown away. It was mini driver. <laughs> Look at that. In a and bit then, role. As. As quickly as she arrives, she disappears from the rest of the movie. Too. Take a hike. <laughs> uh, yeah, so James and Valentine talk. Uh, it's clear that uh, Valentine was an ex-KGB guy. James has sh- shot him in the leg in the past. So they have a, a tense relationship. Mm-hmm. But now, um, as is the case, what actually happened, uh, the ex-KGB guy is now some sort of a mobster and is making money off of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to use Valentine to set up a meeting with 
Janus, our uh, mysterious criminal syndicate. And uh, so they talk about it. Uh, James says, I'll pay you some money. Yada, yada, yada. They start setting the meeting up. And then we, uh, James goes to meet with the Janus contact at the hotel. Roman yes. bath situation. Uh, yeah, I actually wrote down this is a real Freddy Krueger's lair from New Nightmare. Yes. Yeah, didn't oh, have yeah. quite the it didn't have quite the drama. No, but but very similar close. vibe. Yeah, and what do you know? The contact is Zinya, and they have some sort of weird pseudo sex fight foreplay thing. Yeah, I don't know. You never know with her. Is she really trying to fuck? Is she trying to kill him? She gets him in her clam Maybe a jaws. Little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, starts giving James the squeeze. This is James got to get a little rough with her, and I don't mind it in this scenario. It seems necessary. Yeah, with this, with he, this he, crazy he's defending bitch. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she's not completely adverse to it. I'll She's say. actually seemingly into everything he's doing. Yes. Kind of, yes. I, likes I getting even beat wrote down, bit. I said, is there a reason why Bond, with both arms free, ha- did not punch her in the face like five times? He's trying to get those, those jaws of death off of him. <laughs> well, I just feel like if you knocked her out, <laughs> those legs are going to let loose. But that's true. Yeah, also, whatever. it still hurts to be punched in her genitals, so she could he could do that, that too. It would yeah. it would probably end the squeeze. Yeah. Remember that old knuckle sandwich? <laughs> right to the <laughs> right to the knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even worse, I think he throws her on like a boiling hot uh, surface. Yeah, the sauna, the steamer. Um, so James gets the upper hand. Uh, basically, takes her captive makes her take him to meet with Janice. And uh, that's our next scene. Mm-hmm. James is in some Soviet statue graveyard. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's, it's basically a... Uh, they're basically illustrating, hey, Soviet Union's done. So yeah. yeah. And I hated this level in the video game. It was Me tough. Me too. Yeah. Oh, it man. was tough. Yeah. This is where I was kind of referring to some heavy handedness. And I'll say also in our opening sequences and a few other just here and there moments. I was like, okay, we get it. Soviet Union. We get it. it." (laughs) I'm on board. (laughs) I feel you. Yeah. We get it. Soviet Union fell. Yeah. But it also, what we learn about 006's character, it also plays into that a little bit. Yeah, his relationship with Russia and Britain, but mm-hmm. um, so James is walking through this. It's spooky, got all these really fascist statues looking at you, and then bam, you hear "Hey James" or whatever the fuck he says. Um, and look, there it <laughs> hey, is. James. <laughs> hey James. Hey uh, James. It's it's Double O Six. Double O Six emerges from the shadows just as he did when we first met him. Um, but this Alec Alec Trevelyan Sean Beam his mm-hmm. face is fucked up looks a little bit like Two-Face got a little melty face going <laughs> we can only assume that was from the explosion that James did oh, he, uh, I think he outright says it he's like this is because of the, the oh yeah he does me. yeah yeah that's right mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they talk, and then um, they talk about how I don't know why they go into all this. But nor Alex, do Al- they mention how James knows a good portion of it either. Yeah. yeah. I so, was a little bit like, where did James get this information? <laughs> did he just always know it? I mean, yeah, about him being a Lien's Cossack, or at least his parents were. Which yeah. I don't know why that. He, yeah, I guess makes he can't more. can't be. Yeah. So, I I don't even remember what it was. It was. Yeah, I don't remember the exact term. Some about but... Nazi sympathizer or anti. I don't remember. But anyways, they betrayed <laughs> the Soviet Union. For something in Britain, and then the Britain, the British government betrayed them, and then yeah. his parents ended up killing themselves, <laughs> and that's why 006 has a grudge against the British government. Kind of falls back on uh, Christoph Waltz's uh, beginnings when he was uh, Blofeld. It's less convoluted than that, I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe so. Or but less still. stupid, but... <laughs> I'm mad at my dad. Uh, at least this is based in some sort of... I didn't want a Yeah, at least this has some sort of re- real pathos. Yeah, I don't historical know. context. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's basically setting up why 006 betrayed Great Britain, but also explains why he's not fully accepted by the Russians. Mm-hmm. He's in like a weird middle ground because mm-hmm. betrayal is on both sides. Also, yeah, um, Amarov does not know that he is Aliens Cossack or that his parents were, rather. Yes, that, yeah. that comes up later. This must be a big to-do uh, with Russians. So Yeah, they don't take their uh, traitors uh, very lightly. Mm, or their own people. So That too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that too. Um, so uh, James is shot with a dart. Out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, could have shot him with a bullet, but wanted to. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. He was like, "Wait a second, I got a great plan. We'll dart him. We already got the other lady tied up in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Let's put him in the helicopter too. This Don't hel- blame this, him for all of this. This dope helicopter that we could probably have used for another reason. Yeah, let's just yeah, blow it up. A great yeah. helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> let's put these motherfuckers in it, and then." shoot its own rockets at itself yeah. <laughs> it seems more trouble than it's worth to be quite honest it was elaborate i appreciate elaborate moves by bond villains but what a waste of yeah. the helicopter yeah. super waste um so uh i did have to mention also that <laughs> the way bond uh, gets to the graveyard zinnia drives him and Comes back to a karate chop to the neck, oh, knocks God. her straight out. He knocks her ass out. But again, that one was necessary because if you leave that crazy bitch unattended, she's gonna oh, get out the car. Yeah. No, no, she's not I, just. I was making fun of the karate chop oh, yeah, that we chopped. see in all these movies. Yeah, he gets her somehow. You know karate chop. How come? Is she, how come she's not jumping on people and like on their shoulders and then just squeezing their head? That would be fucking intense. I that think she great. likes being like she's being fucked. Yeah, so just turn oh. around and like put your oh, yeah. crotch on <laughs> like her face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Uber eat out. Or even worse, does a head pop just squeeze so tight their head. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That'd be fun too. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know what? Holy shit. In living daylights, 
when they're in Q Branch, they're going over those spies, and that one spy's method of killing was squeezing people with their thighs. Really? Do you remember that? I don't remember no. that. The one had exploding teddy bears, and I the other her. one was squeezing people to death with huh. thighs. Well, son of a bitch. Okay, press I need to go look at that Holy again. Shit. I'm going to have to. It's free, yeah. so I can go pull it up. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Way to tie that back. Um, <laughs> Good work. So Bond is awoken from his dart slumber by Natalia screaming absolutely bloody murder. Um, and uh, he, he I, do, I do like this part. He says he says like a, a silly line, but he's like, "Fuck it, I, never mind. This yeah. is not the time this for the it." Time. <laughs> I love that he has that self awareness. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm." And she here. is not having it. She's like, "Get thus the fuck out of here!" The missiles launch, so they're freaking out. So James is able to headbutt the ejector button. I have some real questions about that very odd acting choice of the headbutt that Brosnan went to. It looked a little strange to me, but. It just looked a little weird. That's if you got, got bugaboos about his headbutt, that's I not do. much he can do else. I mean, he's tied right. up. No, no, I was go back, check it out. It's a weird uh, method from what he's doing. Mm. Well, yeah. my bigger question is why would that giant eject button be right by your head in a helicopter <laughs> yeah. where your head is probably moving quite a bit? Just, It'll hit every you, once in a while. You accidentally hit that thing. Look, no one said the French were great engineers. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, yes. you guys implied that they weren't. <laughs> yeah. we, we, yeah. we explicitly stated. Mm-hmm. Um, so they eject. The helicopter explodes. They float down just in time for the whole Russian army to, to be yeah. there to yeah. take them captive. Uh, so now they are in the possession of the Russians. Mm-hmm. And they have been taken to a holding cell. And uh, James and Natalia have some good talk. I love the lighting in this holding cell. Um, it, it, it's just good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the defense minister comes in, talks to him. Uh, he's in charge of this, yeah, he's he, this he, operation. He, he knows what's going on. Uh, so Natalia tells him that it was Umarov who actually stole the golden eye. And Umarov comes in and is trying to play out coy. And then Mission's like, you're a fucking liar. They mm-hmm. told me what's up. And then Umarov's like, uh, I'm fucked. So takes a gun, kills the defense minister, kills the guard. And then he's try he, he's basically saying he's gonna b- blame it on James. Yeah. Which he technically kinda does. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it caused quite an incident. Then James just straight beats his ass. Yeah. He also shows up super disheveled and weird. Uh, yeah. It- <laughs> I was thinking during this whole scene, I was like, what was his story? How did he arrive at this point? Well, he's probably been doing, like, some heavy drinking. Yeah. I'm fucked. And continues on through the rest of the scenes. Yeah. I cannot believe he just picks up the gun. And, like, what Pushkin or Wush, I can't remember his name, Mishkin, has to be, has to be super suspicious of this guy at this point. And he just let oh, his, uh, hey, he, he, he just like, hey, put the gun down. Not, hey, guard, shoot this man or make it do something back there. Yeah. Crazy. It happens quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, it is kind of quick. But. And then uh, James and Natalia start to try to escape this, this holding facility library. I don't know what, what it is. but And on the other hand, this was a fun level in the video game. The library. Yeah, I love I the library. This. 
so they, they have, we have a pretty good chase. Uh, James is just getting the drop on all these Russian soldiers coming around mm-hmm. corners. He just he kills like 18 people here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like this action scene. Yeah. Uh, they're running through this facility. Nothing James is doing is like superhero-y like we saw at the beginning. It's all seems real. Trying to stay alive. You know, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's just keep people coming up. We blast them. Blast them, blast them, blast them. And of course, Natalia gives away their location. And yeah, she yeah she gets, gets captured, captured immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, James uses a gadget here. Uses his belt uh, grappling hook to swing out of a window. Does the swing and escapes. But Natalia has been captured, so he can't just let his boo. Who's not technically anything to him at this very second. I mean, they than... barely exchanged a few words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's just pretty. Mm-hmm. And he wants information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from there, we have probably the, the... It's one of the best things I've seen. Uh, it's a great scene. In, in all the Bond movies we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. He just comes slamming through this wall in a fucking tank. Chasing Umarov and Natalia in a car, uh, and just smashing everything. They actually let them drive around St. Petersburg with this fucking tank. <laughs> huh. I'm not at all shocked life. by any of this information. <laughs> that seems about right. It wasn't a soundstage or anything. They were just bebopping around. Well, they, they, must, they must have had cars. some sets where they were like destroying shit. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you never know. It's St. Petersburg. <laughs> it's St. Petersburg. They were like, do you want the tank, though? When he just, like, <laughs> rolls over the car's, like, driver's seats, I'm like, Jesus, James. I wrote, yeah, I wrote down, Bond definitely killed this police officer running over yeah. his car. <laughs> yeah, he fucks a lot of shit up. Yeah, he really does. Um, it's a great chase scene, though. I do, I so did good. like it. Him Dude, adjusting man. his tie. You oh, know, God, the... I love it. After smashing Fantastic. through like, yeah. a truck full of Perrier, which was odd product placement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, agree. But yeah, it's super cool. And he's like drifting this tank mm-hmm. around corners. I just love this whole sequence. <laughs> um, so James follows them to an old Soviet train, which is where we where, where, where tri- Alec is hiding out. He wants to stay on the move, so he's in this old uh, armored train. train. Armored train. And just to point out, another goddamn train in these movies. <laughs> Yet another one. So synonymous. Yeah. We love our trains. Absolutely. Uh, this so, is a cool train, though. I mean, it's a neat It train. looks oh, pretty cool. It's great. It's pretty cool. I will say the funniest part about this first scene is the idea that Bond could sneak up in that fucking tank <laughs> is... <laughs> Incredible. I think they know. I don't. I don't think they thought they. Lost he just them. rolls up and he's like, "Just surveilling, you know." Yeah, just, just checking them out. Just checking. Oh this. look, there they are. <laughs> well, they don't act like they know he's there, but it it did make me laugh. It's like you snuck up in this. Okay, you got it, man. <laughs> so Umarov takes Natalia under the train. 006 and Zinya are in the train, and 006 just goes real rapey all of a sudden so real quick gross out of nowhere yeah it's and implies that he and james might have double teamed in their lifetime perhaps yeah Yeah, perhaps they were uh yeah Mm -hmm. they were uh 
Yeah, out there. They were real close. Eiffel Towering people <laughs> for years. With 006 right in the middle. Right yeah, in the middle. of course. Yeah, absolutely. And Tanner on the other hand. No. Uh, Tanner he, seems he, like he might have been a part of some, <laughs> some, some boys' naughtiness. You know what? I bet Tanner was cucking in the corner. I bet that's where Tanner's doing. He's got all this crazy shit from Q, these sex toys, that sandwich. <laughs> Sandwich is a sex toy. <laughs> Don't look in that. It's my lunch. <laughs> it's my lunch, man. How dare you? Um, <laughs> yeah, so James goes ahead and he's like, okay, I'm going to derail this fucking train with my tank. So he parks his tank on the track. Big collision. The train does derail. Then James goes in. I will then- say it was pretty hilarious when that train does Kind of come out of that uh, tunnel. That did make me laugh out loud. Yeah. Here comes James. But also that they're just like, fuck it. Let's run into it. Really? Wait, what else are you going to do, though? I mean, stop the train. Stop the train. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to stop in that... that short of a distance. I don't know. I feel like you could stop it's that. It's like a fancy train. It's so yeah. armored. You know how heavy that thing's got to be? I think you might be a little misguided. On oh, you guys. Misguided. <laughs> You don't know shit about trains. <laughs> I can tell you right now, they could have stopped that train. Jesus. Uh, they uh, and also, I love that Zinnia once again beyond turned on by oh, all of this. Yeah. Yeah. She's so fucking crazy. Yeah, she is like, oh, he's he has the thing. Oh, I want a collision. He's uh, so good. <laughs> I want to squeeze him more okay. than anything. Fuck. So we have this big collision. They all get thrown to shit inside the train. Uh, James comes in. Um, basically, Umarov has Natalia. This is where Umarov, James says, ah, he's a Lienz Cossack. For whatever Do reason. What? Yeah. It makes Umarov go, huh? You liar. And he's like, it doesn't matter. She's going to get paid the same. Yeah. And then um, James shoots Umrah, mm-hmm. and Zinya and Alec escape. Well, he also tells Umrah, you know, shoot her. She doesn't mean anything to me, which right. he's not lying. <laughs> I mean, not at this point. No, no. He doesn't give a fuck. But I just want to mark this, bookmark this, because it comes back a little later that I want to discuss. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so James and Zinya escape. They lock, or I'm sorry, 006 and Zinya escape. Mm-hmm. They lock James and Natalia in the train, and they're going to blow it up. So he goes, I'll give you the same amount of time you gave me, blah, 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 which yeah. means three minutes. So Natalia jumps on the computer and is trying to track where they're going to go, yep. all the while James is trying to figure out how we're going to get out of this place. I love this in the gold night. Oh uh, yeah. Had to get uh, out of the bottom. Uh, yeah. Another difficult mission too. It's mm-hmm. the, yeah, you, you start sweating at this when you got that time. Yeah. So James cuts a hole in the bottom of the train with his laser wristwatch. The Omega. Yeah. The Omega. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Natalia is able to track them to Cuba before they hop out of the train. The train then explodes. And then you have our uh, our first kiss between James and Natalia. Nothing like a little trauma to get the juices flowing. Oh, always. 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 However, she did just get forcibly <laughs> kissed. I would be like, I'm going to need a minute. 
Yeah. The guy just raped my mouth. I did not like that. Not to mention, this has been a real rough few days for me in general. I'm not in love right now. No, 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 no. Yeah. Also, while she's tracking this little blip thing across the maps, this bitch is so good at geography. I was going to say, her geography is on point. (laughs) There's no, like... City names or <laughs> no. map lines. She's just like, ah, Madrid. Paris, Madrid. Madrid. And then she gets to the States. I'm like, why do you know these? Well, when it went to California and she's like, San Francisco, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know where I mean, San Francisco is, but I wouldn't have been able to pinpoint it on that map. <laughs> she seemingly works with the global positioning satellite system as That's her job. So mm-hmm. It would behoove her to know, I guess, really big landmarks. You know what, Corey makes a fair point. Blaine, that's, I think you're misguided on that. That's true. I mean, <laughs> she could just be looking at that big map all day and just yeah. Honestly, Blaine, you're out of your element. I'm not even going to acknowledge what you guys are saying. Um, so our next uh-huh. scene is James and Natalia in the Caribbean. I mean, I guess this is Cuba, right? It's not Cuba. Because they fly to Cuba. Right. And they're not going to be allowed to into Cuba. I got to have a pit uh, stop for James to really collect his thoughts. Yeah. This, not, I mean, there's only a ticking clock of cities are going to be destroyed, <laughs> but I need some vacation time. All right. <laughs> I need some me time. Yeah. So him and, and why didn't Tally, I guess she knows how to disarm it, but it seems like we would have just left her behind. Well, yeah, they, well, he was basically like, why would I bring you? And she's like, do you know how to run it? And he's like, no, nah. nah, that's true. That's it's the point. one thing I don't know how to do. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, he, he could have figured it out. I yeah. Know. And honestly, you didn't need to do anything, but blow it up, which James which is, is what, really good at. <laughs> and so which is what they did. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Her method um, did not work. No. So James and Natalia meet with Wade. He brings them an airplane. And then James gives them his BMW, which he flew down to the Caribbean. Yeah. And then didn't use. Let's not forget that. He took this with him. Yes. Well, it seems Um, to be a trend in these movies, though. He just somehow gets his car wherever he goes. Yeah. No matter what, I get that car there. Put that shit on the boat. We're taking it with us. <laughs> so we're, we're moving at a, a... I haven't mentioned this, but so far, we're moving at a brisk pace, this whole movie. And yeah. then we hit a fucking wall with this scene. James and Natalia are at... Such a fucking at wall. ...at this beach. And they're having a... I guess it's, it, the point is to show that James has a contemplative, serious, emotional element to him, which kind of meshes the Dalton... Uh, yeah. But it just seemed like unnecessary. They both have this weird character development arc right here that is not only out of place, it's weird. <laughs> the the way they're handling themselves right here. I, I mean, I get how this would be emotional for James because this was his longtime partner that is, he thought was a dead and now has come back and he's now a villain and he knows he has to kill him. But he's obviously an asshole. He's a terrible person. So I can can see why they wanted to build that up so the ultimate confrontation is better. I just, it just felt a little out of place, a little bit. But I didn't hate it. And this is going to go toward my, I guess, character score a little bit, but I don't know what it is about uh, Natalia, but 
she is in love way too fast in a very weird way with him and is super involved in his personal life in a way that she should not be by this point. It's just a little weird. I didn't get that that much. Really? I got that she was kind of weird about her vibe. I, I get what you're saying. And here's the thing. We need to, I do, I do want to address, I like Natalia a lot. I think we're kind she's, of shitting on her a little bit. I think she's a strong black girl. I, I think she's great. I think she's, but I think this she's scene, strong. this scene, she's like, like where he's talking about, he's contemplating what he's going to do. She's like, he was your friend, but now he's your enemy. And so you must kill him. And it could have stopped there, but then she, she all of a sudden turns her tone. And is like, I can't believe you're going to kill him. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Which one do you want? Yeah, and it's like, I would get it if they had been dating for months or something, where it's like, look, I can be involved in your own personal journey here, but it's just like, in all reality, you met, what I can tell, two days ago, and all of a sudden it's... I I didn't think it was so that, like I'm in love with you. I think it was more like, hey, you need to come to terms with, come to terms with this. Because we are going to risk our lives tomorrow. So you need to have your shit together. That's more how I was taking it. Uh, but she did. They obviously want to build for the viewer some sort of relationship between them. And this is like the first sure. real chance they've had to talk. So we had to have that moment at some point. But it just. the tone, I, I will say it really takes things down. It is a big shift for a second. Yeah. But thankfully it's not that long. No. But I will say in the very next scene when they're making love in their cottage that they've rented, you know, although there's this ticking clock, the world might be destroyed pretty soon. They have their little cottage and then Natalia does this weird thing where she questions him about not, did you mean that when you said shooter? It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we literally just met. <laughs> what did I care if they shot you? <laughs> I hadn't kissed you yet, so you don't mean shit to yeah. me. Well, not even bitch. that. It's just like, it's like when you're coming at it like, did you really mean you didn't care about me? Well, yeah, I, I kind of did mean that. Because in the long run, babe. Bigger, don't, bigger don't fish. You, babe. To, yeah. Bigger <laughs> problems. Yeah. I got bigger problems. Um, so from there, thankfully, like, it was a departure. Didn't last very long. And then we we're right back in the airplane. James and Natalia are flying to Cuba. They are looking for this secondary GoldenEye facility. Uh, there's supposed to be a big satellite dish, uh, and that's what they're looking for because that's where the base is going to be. So they're flying overhead, doing surveillance, trying to find it. Wade said there's nothing there previously. I didn't mention that. Um, so they do some passes. There's a big lake. They don't see anything, and then a missile shoots out from the lake, yep. hits their airplane. Uh, and they go down, and I appreciate this about this movie, that they don't just get out and go right back to work. They're fucked up for a little while. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. like there's a real element to it. They're not just invincible, right. uh, to use a term from Bond. Bond doesn't land on his feet and get into an immediate fight. Yeah, yeah. he passes <laughs> the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fucked up. And then he wakes up to Zinya fast roping out of a helicopter down onto him, and she just starts whooping their asses. She gets James in the death, the camel clutch. Back again. Uh, squeezing him, and she probably would have got him, but Natalia tries to hit her with a stick, and then she just knocks Natalia out. Mm-hmm. Natalia's had 17 yeah. concussions in the past two days. <laughs> yeah, has uh, been through the ringer. <laughs> she, she's brain dead now. Um, and then, real quick, I love this. 
James hooks her fast rope to her, mm-hmm. shoots the helicopter pilot. Helicopter starts to crash and it jerks her up and basically uh, squeezes her to death. Squeezes, yeah, squeezes her, to, her death to death up death. against a tree. Taste of her own medicine. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this as what I knew what was going to happen, but wouldn't it have been a shock to the system if in a James Bond movie, when she slams against that tree, it just cuts her in half? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what we should have seen is like her shoulders completely cave and break and she like zips through the tree. Yeah. That's yeah. what really would have happened. Yeah. It yeah, would have been much been a, worse. That would have been a little heavy. <laughs> it's like, uh, holy shit. <laughs> but I just love how quick it was. Yeah. It's, it was over for her. Xenia's gone. Just done. Uh, so from there, we see the dish start to emerge from the lake. Or, yeah, emerge from the lake. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the water drains and we have this giant satellite dish, which is a real satellite dish. Oh. Uh, oh. It's not usually covered by a lake. Mm. It's in Puerto Rico. Uh, they use it in the movie Contact as well. Oh, the movie with Jodie Foster? Yeah. Matthew and Matthew Yeah. So And Alfred Woodard. It'll, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that, Just keep going. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Those are the only three I Gary Busey's son. Jake. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jake Busey. And, and Tom Skerritt. We can keep going. Who does Tom Skerritt play? He's like her mentor who blows up in the first. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're mourning a character. <laughs> um, oh, poor guy. Yeah. Tom. Poor guy. He, you know, if he would have got up to space, though. I guarantee it wouldn't have been long before he found an alien. (laughs) And that would have gone great. Yeah. (laughs) It always does. Um, What were we talking about? Oh, no. I was going to ask you guys real quick. Yeah. Is Zinnia in the video game at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You kill her in the the level called the jungle. She's the boss you fight. She's got a M16 and she's really hard to kill. I didn't remember that at all. Yeah. Really I, I also okay. got to tell you, I, I have vague memories of all the levels because we just played multiplayer 90% of the time. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> yeah, but she's there. Uh, and she's tough. Mm. She's tough. Tough broad. <laughs> tough broad. Uh, tough so from there, uh, the dishes are arisen. We cut to the inside of the base. Boris and Alec are there talking. They're going to target London. This is kind of where we first get... Uh, an idea of what Alex's goal is. He's trying to use the Gold Knight on London because he's doing a bank transfer, stealing money. Mm-hmm. He's then going to zap him with the Gold Knight so it erases all the records of the transaction and he gets away scot free. It's a good idea, but kind of low level. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea at all, but as far as Bond, uh, you know. High stakes. It's it's fun. He tries to justify like talking about the later ramifications of what he does, what it'll do to the country's financial like stability. But yeah, you're 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 right. It is at the end of the day a robbery. Yeah, I mean it would definitely fuck up. I mean even Bond. Yeah, even Bond calls it out. You're just a high tech robber. That's it. Which is what he's doing. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes you know, hey, money's nice. Uh, so it's a great way to put it. Sometimes money's nice. So, <laughs> Most times money's nice. <laughs> that's true. Most times. So uh, basically for the rest of the movie, it's just James and Ty trying to get into the base. They slide down the dish and sneak in. 
and they get into a shootout. And um, James, quote-unquote, surrenders after putting some proximity mines on more gas tanks. Boy, that my heart swelled at seeing those uh, proximity mines. That was, yes. I was like, oh, those. They're not pixelated, but those are the They're not pixelated at all. <laughs> I used to put those over the, all the vents in multiplayer mode and hope someone would so come out many of them. Uh, So many. I would die. I got killed by proximity mines all the time. I got so <laughs> I mad. might have got killed by proximity mines more than anything in that video game. Just like, that might have been the funnest when we would just play only proximity mines and you just start just laughing when you hear people blowing up. <laughs> Damn it. It was great. Um. So Natalia kind of diverts and tries to go buy some more time. She hacks into Boris's guidance system and, and does something. James surrenders and goes to talk to Alec. That's where James basically makes fun of Alec's plan. Calls yeah. him a little, little pussy bitch. And, um, <laughs> Again, that would have been very interesting to see in a Bond movie. You little uh, pussy bitch. <laughs> Damn, then, Pierce Brosnan's bringing it. Golly. You got pop marks now and you're a pussy Look at your face. I'm melting your fucking face. <laughs> I also love I'm about glad their... your parents killed themselves. <laughs> you fucking cuck. Uh let's be honest. Uh, Boris is the one screaming cuck at people. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You fucking cuck. But I will say what I like about their little lair is if you watch all the background players, they're just like these super normal people yeah, like that you feel bad they're programmers be and, yeah. Well, yeah. you got in a bed with wrong people yeah like there was this one lady walking around in like a, a dress just a nice older lady I was like oh she's gonna die That's she's not dead nice. <laughs> they're all gonna be dead fuck they're yeah. dead uh, so we, we talk about the plan they're doing some back and forth uh, Natalia straight backhands the shit out of Boris the instant she sees <laughs> yep. him. So she got captured. They found her. They realized that she messed up the access codes. Um, and all this time, uh, the underlying source of tension is not only where the golden eye is, but they've taken one of the gadgets that Q gave James as a pin that you click it, it turns into a bomb, depending on how the sequence of clicks. And Boris has this pin. The whole movie... Uh, he spins a pen and clicks it. And is typing with one hand, which made my head hurt. It's <laughs> wild. made me so angry. So and I, and I, I believe, I, yeah, I think the sequence is three clicks, and then you disarm with one. So mm-hmm. I am sitting there counting his clicks, and so is James, and it's a great scene. I don't know. I, I was trying to keep up with the clicks, mm, and I like, couldn't. when is it going to explode? I was <laughs> so tense. It was like uh, in The Spy Who Loved Me when... James is trying to defuse the nuke. Yes. That's the level of tension that I felt. I'm like, Ooh, I know it's, I know what's going on. I know they're going to get out of it, but yeah. still have that underlying source of tension. And eventually it does blow up. Yeah. So he, he's very angry. Cause Natalia, uh, set up like a encryption that he can't break. He gets pissed and he's very angry about it. Cause obviously she's a woman and she shouldn't know how to do things like that. Right. And if he had his way, no woman would. I mean, he basically says that. Yeah. He called her a second-rate programmer and then, like, a slughead. I don't know what, what he says. S- yeah, slug they head. loved that word, didn't like they? Slugheads. Slugheads. <laughs> so everything starts blowing up. Chain reaction. And then uh, James and Alec chase each other to atop the satellite dish. Yeah. At the very tippy top. And they have their shootout. 
Uh, there's one point where James is a front flip down a set of stairs. He does. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, the other thing I appreciate about this interaction is the fact that their guns run out of ammo. Yeah. Which is not something you see a lot. I want to be honest, maybe in none of the other bonds we've seen so far. <laughs> so they, I appreciate that. They discard. It looks like James's gun even jams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, so they're chasing up way up in the air, and uh, they basically get into this one room and then beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, their fight is yeah. fucking intense. It is mm-hmm. such a good fight. If we do like an award for best fight, this is going to be in the running as far as the one-on-one confrontation between the main villain and Bond. It's. I still think the uh, elevator fight and diamonds might be the best. <laughs> might Jesus. be the best. Corey absolutely hates that. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they beat the hell out of each other. Uh, it's so tense. And then 006 eventually gets the upper hand. James does a last dish escape and then goes full uh, Luke Skywalker on the bottom of the dish. Um, Well, he goes down that uh, ladder and I do appreciate that once the ladder stops, you can tell that Bond was hurt by it, which is true. That jerked the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah, It was going at the speed of light. Your whole shoulder will be ruined. (laughs) Yeah. Return to fucking crab meat around those joints. Yeah. Yeah, so James is down there dangling and then Alec comes to follow him, and uh, they get in a fight on like the very bottom of, I don't know what you would call that, the underhanging bits of the, of the antenna, uh, of the, the Luke Skywalker rescue portion. Yeah, <laughs> of, uh, from Empire of. Strikes Back. Yeah, uh, and then um, you think so. James is hanging there. You think Alex got the upper hand, but then Natalia shows up. She had commandeered a helicopter and that distracts Alec just long enough for James to kick him off of this platform but James catches him by the feet Mm -hmm. the last minute and the last I don't know grasping at the past oh Um, I like that and then they they talk they share that one last line that we saw from earlier for England James and then Bond goes no for me and then drops him because like all James Bonds, at the end of the day, it's really all about him. I mean, so, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Alec falls 787 feet uh, all, the yeah. way, all the way down to the bottom of the dish. Yeah. I don't know if you know, I don't know what, if this was a dummy, but whatever it was, leg got absolutely... It got destroyed, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. Destroyed. <laughs> but yeah, he should be, he should be he like... Sh- Super. He should be. Oh, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. He should you would be have here. to scoop him up. Yeah. <laughs> like he should have liquefied. I love the leg break, but he should have been. He definitely should have been dead, which he was not. <laughs> he no. wasn't dead. How? For about thirty more seconds, and then all of the <laughs> yeah. everything fell on top of him. <laughs> uh, and again, another interesting '90s rush close-up of all. That. Yeah, it was really fun. Yes, it does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we cut into the inside. We see that the GoldenEye satellite has burnt up in the atmosphere, which was Natalia's doing. She reset the course. We get a, a shot of Morris just super upset. But then all the explosions happen around him. He goes, yes, I'm invincible, and then gets uh, Terminator 2. Yeah, with a little liquid nitrogen a poured liquid right on top nitrogen. of him. He freezes and... 
that's how we see I, the end of Boris. And then uh, I did remember that Boris broke into pieces, but that didn't happen. So that's demolition man, my guy. Yep. You know what? It's also correct. Terminator too. <laughs> yep. It all. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Terminator two, but he doesn't die from that. Mm-mm. He does break into a bunch of pieces. Yeah, he does. Break. Yeah. Why was that so popular in the early nineties? It was like brand new thing that someone mentioned, and they were like, "Well, I gotta put that." We in gotta now. do that. Yeah, we gotta shatter frozen bodies. Let's do this. <laughs> Perfect. And then, um, so James and Natalia have escaped. They're they're rolling around in the hay. You think they're oh, <laughs> this is how we're gonna end, like we do with all Bond movies, is them fucking mm-hmm. right outside of an explosion in their filth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but here comes Joe Don Baker. Mister Wade shows up, as he said he'd show up with the Marines if needed. Uh, and then he, he says, "Hey, Marines!" And like seventy-eight Marines just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, and it was seventy-eight because Blaine and I paused and counted. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I wanted so you to know. make sure for accuracy's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I did like that. I love a good uh, camouflage. Yeah, it's, it's a fun trick. Yeah, hey. but you know what's weird? They thought they were alone. Where the fuck were those helicopters? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all the Marines popped up, and all of a sudden, three helicopters also descended. Were <laughs> they just? Camouflaged in the sky. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, United States has uh, stealth helicopters too. So uh, yeah, you teleporting helicopters. <laughs> yeah, you well, we don't like to able, talk about it, Corey. Uh, but you yeah, definitely could have heard them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so they have. They don't fuck, but they just walk off into the sunset, and that's how we or end. fly off into the sunset. Head to Guantanamo. They go to yeah. Guantanamo. You know the sexy. Guantanamo. Once again, in six years, it's going to have a whole different feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just a little bit more time. A little different. Uh, and probably fly off onto the worst closing song I've ever what? heard. I didn't, I, what was that? Yeah, uh, not good. I turned it off. I didn't. Yeah, need, I, I, didn't I didn't bother. Yeah. Mm-mm. I even had. A, I said, "Who the fuck sings this?" Like I had to look that up. Nobody I could ever repeat. No, I was really just, hoping for a refrain from Tina. If it would but, just been, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I would have taken that. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. As they fly off, it would have been so dope. That I don't know so what much better. that was. Yeah, it was a terrible song. Not good. <laughs> really but, bad. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, we will take a break, and we will come back, give out our awards, and then give out our scores and see where this bad boy ranks in our uh, tournament. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We are back. So as we do every night, we go through our awards. So. Every single night. We do every, every night. We call each every other. Every night we talk about it. We night watch a different movie and we talk about what score we get in reward. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So as we always do, every single night, uh, we start <laughs> off with best death. What death in this movie just stands out above the rest? Andrew. I have to go with Boris. I, uh, I like seeing that uh, weirdo get froze to death. That was great. That's pretty good. It's pretty great. Simple. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Broke. He's just frozen. Yeah. For all time. And you know nobody's going to come and wheel him out of there, so mm-hmm. he's done. Shit's probably going to fall on top of him. And he's... Oh, they should have done that. Yeah. That would have been great. Corey, best death. Uh, I'm going to go with Xenia. 
I think it's good one. I think it's an entertaining death. Um, but like I said, could have been better. Uh, I was trying to remember, and I still can't remember the phenomenon. Maybe you guys know what I'm talking about, where it's where there's an intense amount of pressure, usually underwater, and a uh, and, and like talking about what is the movie it? with John Travolta, where he has magic powers. It's actually a brain tumor. Yeah. What is that movie? Fuck phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it's uh, yeah, phenomenon. Uh, no, it's where. Uh, so okay, so there's there's like a pipe underwater under immense amounts of pressure under, and and it ruptures, and even if it's the smallest of holes, anything that gets near it will be sucked in and basically crunched into smithereens. There's actually a video you can watch of a crab coming up to this coming up to a pipe with a very tiny fissure in it, and it just gets completely sucked into this tiny tiny hole. If that had happened to to Sandy by being pulled by this helicopter, like her body just crunched <laughs> in on itself through that little tree gap, that would have been something else. I'm glad you clarified that because I was like, you know, I haven't. But what does this have to do? <laughs> what? Perhaps? Yeah, that would have been. But the only thing, if had they gone any more crazy, it would have had to go into like CGI realm, and it would have just looked like trash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or they would have had to use a dummy, and it would look like Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, so I think they they drew it right where the line needed to be. That's where I think they should have got Tom Savini in there and just ripped her in half. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would great. Been Some practical. Just... Yeah, a rip in half, and you just see Bond and Italian. It would have caught Jesus you. Christ. It would have just caught you way off guard. Yeah. Yeah, but like somehow she just all of a sudden turns blue out of nowhere. Ah, I, I see what yes. you're doing. It's fine. And then we'll walk it's around the mall. It yeah. starts fine. Around the mall. It's totally fine. Makes eggs. <laughs> Fucking riveting. <laughs> um, I also had Zinya as my death. Uh, but I'll go with the guy, the random guy that Umarov shot at the very beginning. For accidentally shooting his gun at James, that guy really did deserve that. It. Was that was a real Soviet move? Yeah, you asshole. Now you're dead. Now you're dead. So next, we will go to our best line award. Corey, we'll start with you this time. Best line of the movie. I'm going to say something controversial here. All right. A lot of the lines didn't stick out to me as like. Ooh, you know, like like they are in some of these Bond movies. There's some good lines, but I don't know. They weren't as pithy and quippy as 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 the ones I really usually like. So I picked one that I think is fun, just because it's it it it's it's interesting, and it's the one where he's driving the the, the Aston Martin in the beginning with with uh, with Xenia, and the psychologist says, "Well, I enjoy a spirited ride as much as the next girl." Points to Zane and goes, who's that? And Bob goes, the next girl. Hmm. That's like how simple that line is. And it's it's fun. It's a cool delivery, too. The next girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they were, again, purposely trying to tone down like the Roger Moore-isms. Yeah, probably so. (laughs) And then kind of mesh it with the Dalton. They wanted to find the middle ground for this rebound. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's why they didn't go so over the... In the next few... Yeah, he really he pumps up. He the, pumps uh, those books, lines back up. Yeah, the one-liners. And uh, probably by die another day, it's uh, <laughs> oh boy, crank to one fifty. Oh boy! All right, Andrew, best line. 
Uh, mine comes from M. M. Yes. When she meets with Bond for the first time in her office, and she asks Bond if um, what'd she say? Uh, she said, "You don't like me, Bond." And he said, uh, "You know, it had occurred to me." And she said, "Well, good." Because I think you're a sexist, misogynistic dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War, whose boyish charms, though wasted on me, obviously appealed to that young woman I sent out to evaluate you. Yeah. And honestly, great evaluation of James Bond in total. It's a touche. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Relic of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. They really hammer in that home. They did. Cold War's over. Yeah. You're yeah. just a blunt object. I believe she calls mm-hmm. him in another... Movie. I think it's uh, Casino. Casino. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had that one written down as well, but I also had the backup, which came from the same conversation ah. where she goes, Do you think for one moment I don't have the balls to send a man out to die? Your instincts are dead wrong. I have no whatever that. I, 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 <laughs> I, can't, read my, I can't read my handwriting. Right. I have no blank about sending you out to your death. I was like, Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. M's not fucking around. She's not fucking around. Give me that respect, mm-hmm. James. Respect my neck. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you I gotta love, end with bit, bitch. Bitch. I love what M is throwing down here. Yeah. Yeah. Such a strong introduction to M. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And memorable. Hey, we've never had lines from M being our favorite. No. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> and we we have two separate ones. Yeah. So that just goes to tell you how... Well, Judy just, Dench does astounding work in her role. She's in fact, great. I'm sorry to say, I don't know any of the actors who played M. Have we even talked about any of them at all? Bernard Lee. Yep. Bernard Lee. Okay. One. That's right. We did talk about it. Uh, he, he was the OG up until Moonraker, and then he died before For Your Eyes Only. Right. Yeah, so goes to tell you, M's bringing something a little different. Sure is nowadays, and continues through the Craigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leads us to our next one, which is this made the final cut. <laughs> what part of this movie do you think could have been left out of this film? Yes. Mm. Okay, Andrew. Uh, the scene. As soon as the uh, train blows up until the plane gets shot down at Cuba, the entire deep dive into Bond and Natalia on the Caribbean island. I could have done without all that. Okay. Yeah, me personally. It, feel, it slowed the movie down a bit and made me not care for Natalia in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I had a lot of feelings I, about it. I don't understand. I, 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 that's that's basically what I had written down as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just don't. I didn't have the hate for Natalia that you got from it. I don't know if I had hate. I just don't like her character was going in a trajectory, and it feels like she backed. It feels like they took her down a notch with that scenes. Those scenes. Okay. Yeah. Well, but that's I, just me. yeah. I had that one written down as well. Uh, really wasn't needed. I understand, mm-hmm. like we like we talked about earlier, builds up builds up the emotional aspect of it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Corey, how about you? So we didn't talk about this because I completely forgot. But mine is kind of nitpicky. 
it's not super egregious, but the scene where the satellite dish comes out from the water is cool, right? Up until it gets to the very end of it and they're just showing a reverse shot of water flowing into the dish. Yeah. Like everything's dry all of a sudden and mm-hmm. it's such an obvious. And they showed two shots of, of this reversed shot. And it's Double so down obviously on. a reverse shot. Like it doesn't look anything like natural water. And I was just like, oh, y'all. Like why do we even, you, you could have just not shown the ending. We, we get it. It, it drained. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We yeah, get I had the on. same thought when I saw it. I was like, I was like is it just sucking in real hard or it definitely looks like it's shooting out of this hole. Not yeah. Yeah. Coming into it. Not to mention, I don't think we needed the grandioseness of watching all five minutes of it coming out of the water. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, also honorary mention to Alec kissing Natalia. That shit's gross. It was so bizarre. That was aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Honorary mention to, uh, Q going through the whole spiel about what's in the BMW. Yeah, <laughs> unnecessary. Also, unnecessary. <laughs> and also, honorary mention to. Um, I didn't have anything. I was to come, but <laughs> oh, that's like every Saturday, huh? Corey, uh, we said that off, Mike. I don't need you to repeat my shit on air <laughs> to the great people of British Columbia and Ontario. Oh, please, shit. Canadians, please come. <laughs> please don't turn off our show. All right, well, those are our awards. So all we have left to do tonight is to go into our scoring categories. As we always do, we will start with our Bond factor. So tell me, what do you think about the Bond performance in this one? Andrew. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, well, thank you for uh, throwing it to me. Like I said before, Brosnan knows... Where to go? I like it. For his first movie, he gets it. He knows the history of the character. I thought he did a fantastic job with making it his own. So with that, pretty simple. Gave him a 92. All right. High out of the gates. Yeah. (laughs) I may as well go next because that's exactly my score too. Hey. All right. I was shocked by that. Yeah. I didn't, I can't believe you with that. No, I think this is, this is his best turn in Bond and it's one of the best Bonds we've seen yet. Sure, it doesn't have all the quips uh, and like sexual innuendo that some of the Bonds have and some that he'll have later, but mm-hmm. this kind of nails it to me. And he gets to play both Bonds. He gets to play like his younger, serious, License to Kill Bond version and this, you know, decade older, a little bit, a little bit more laissez-faire Bond. They, they managed to marry the two pretty well, yeah. I'm not going to fucking lie to you guys. I also had a 92 written down. Shut up. Because I, no. I had a 91 for Tomorrow Never Dies, and I thought he was just a little bit more what I look for in Bond in this one. Just barely. Yeah. And as we've discussed, Tomorrow Never Dies, real um, down the movie. I mean, oh, I was going to say I loved it. I loved Tomorrow Never Dies. We're talking about Bond Factor? <laughs> so, please, so please tell me what your scores were for uh, Bond Factor I, in, I uh, think mine w- I want to say off memory 81 I mean I can look if we're that interested okay. I'm not the joke has played its course <laughs> um, 
Yes, but a 92 as well from me. Oh, wow. For the same reasons. Hi. Hi, stuff. <laughs> Serious? Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh. Just. Hello, Mr. Bond. Effective, smooth, quippy, everything you want to see. That's pretty good. All right. Pretty hey, good. Cross the boards. So, action. Tell me about it, Corey. What do you think about the action this one? So, this is tough because I love the action in this movie. In fact, the tank scene may be my favorite action scene in any of the Bonds. Um, but I do think there's more fantastical action that comes in the later Bonds just because it's more modern and they can do more. But that isn't, I don't want that to influence my score too much. Uh, and, and I do think there's some lulls in this for sure. But that fight scene is freaking great. Um, the opening scene may be the most iconic, at least in my mind. Uh, it really, I, I always think about it when I think of Bond. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a fair 85. I'm pretty close to you. I gave it an 82. I do love the fight scene. I love the tank. The one thing that I, I wish we would have had would have been a legit car chase. Like, I know we had, like, the lighthearted thing with the DB5, but I wanted, like, a... I think we... But I guess we did that in the tank. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just missed something with a, a Bond vehicle. Yeah. yeah. There was something I, I would have liked there. Um, but, yeah, 82. Solid. But, like you said, I know, I know there's some really big set pieces in uh, Skyfall that are coming up and some of the Craig ones, but mm. this was just, just good. I had a lot of fun for sure. It's good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Andrew? I gave it a little bit lower, but not too low. I gave it a 77 actually. All right. Yeah. Uh, for all the reasons we kind of mentioned, I love the tank chase, but that might be the height for me as far as great action sequences go. Um, and everything else was just okay. You know, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Good scores. So, next we have our gadget score, which is always a tricky scoring category. Um, I'll start this one off. Wasn't blown away by the gadgets. Mm. Like I said, we're told about the car. But? We're not shown anything. No, we're not. And I hate that. I hate it. I can't just take Q on his word. I need to see things in action. I need to see things happen. So, yeah. we, we saw the proximity mines. Mm-hmm. We saw like the little lock pick, picking gadget. We saw the <laughs> belt, the grappling hook belt. Mm-hmm. We had the laser watch. We had the exploding pin. We had the laser gun and the little grappling gun from the bungee jump scene. Yep. Binocul- the I- binocular transmitter. So- Binoculars. Mm-hmm. The car printer. Well, shit, that's more than I thought. Um. <laughs> But, but I'm sticking with what I got. I wrote 65, just because the ones he did implement didn't really blow me out. I mean, he, he had the a belt was a big, big moment. He used yeah. it, but like... Uh, it was just fine. It was just fine. Had we saw the BMW in action, we would have we got up. We yeah. got up a couple more notches. Yeah. Andrew... Um, I am not far from you at all. I gave it a 61. Uh, kind of for 
around the same reasons. They're cool. It's updated, but not, you know, not, nothing to write home about, I'm going to be honest. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Corey. I definitely may have gone quantity over quality in this case because I did. I was like, it's a ton of gadgets. I mean, they, they he really implements a lot, and the watch laser and the pin bomb are two of the most memorable gadgets in most of Bond. Got to admit, the watch laser for me is like when I think of Bond, that one's very iconic. That one is pretty iconic. Um, so. Uh, I maybe went a little high, but I gave it an 81. That's fair. I mean, there are a lot. What impacted my score? I was comparing this one a lot to the spy who loved me Mm -hmm. and the fucking Lotus submarine in that one. I just like, it's the gadget scores can't be close. Yeah. Without like that. A car blow my mind vehicle mm-hmm. or that that one just crazy thing but he does he does make use of what he has and i do appreciate that so. and i think typically i've gone quantity over quality moonraker is a good example i think i gave that like a 90 because there are there were there so were many million, yeah. gadgets, million gadgets. Mm-hmm. yeah that's fair hey, totally okay we're good so next i'm excited to see what we got here this is our song slash opening credits mm-hmm. um in very few instances have we had a great song and great credits hasn't happened a lot i think this is an instance where we do have quality song mixed with quality credits i gave it an 87 wowzer okay i for whatever reason have loved this song for so long, mm-hmm. I downloaded to my iPod when I was f- like 15 for whatever reason. I was really reason. hoping you said last week. Last <laughs> week, still using my iPod. my iPod. My Nano. Uh, <laughs> and I really enjoy the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Corey, you might say they're heavy-handed with the theme. But I like how all the Soviet stuff is falling from the sky and breaking to pieces, letting us know that Soviet Union is no more. We're moving into a new era. And then the way they synced up the music with some of the things happening in the background, I did like that. There's something about breath and that one naked lady just breathed fire. I was like... Good work. Like that. That's awesome. Well done, editor. All uh, right. So I I enjoyed it. Okay. I like where you're going, Corey. I also love this song. In fact, it's probably nestled in my top three of oh, of man. just of the songs. I just that's a killer song, and she's so good in it. Even with that kind of bridge that sort of doesn't feel like the rest of the song. That we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> um, so I would give it a near perfect score, had it not been for I what I think is a lot of heavy handed imagery. I was like, oh, it's a <laughs> lot of Soviet Union stuff. They just keep sh- keep it. All. Okay, more sickles. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. So, but that doesn't really affect my score too too much. I'm giving it a ninety one. Oh shit! I guess it didn't affect your score. All right. Yes. 
like I said, it probably it probably be near your Spectre score uh, had it not been just for you know just just an okay opening credits for me. It's fucking mm-hmm. bomb. It's good. Well, it's great, uh, Corey. I gotta tell you, I'm right there with you. I gave it a ninety. I let me just say this. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. I love when the theme matches the contents of the movie, which, I mean, regardless if you love it or hate it, it is the fall of the Soviet Union. We're in a new era of Bond. Love the opening titles. And, might I say, does not look (laughs) uh, fake 90s uh, special effects like we get uh, in the next movie. And even the world is not enough. You're right about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they still relied on, like, naked silhouettes in this one yeah which it was a little they, more practical though. yeah there were still some tits i was like okay yeah. we're still i think they the- move away i think they move away from that from here on out mm, i'm i don't deny that it could be the case uh but yeah it looked good and to say the least the song is phenomenal golly it's so i good. love her so much but especially in this are they you know for whatever decisions the bono and the edge make it was a good decision to let her do this. Yeah. Gotta be honest. Yeah. Very good. Very All right. Good. So yeah, 90 for me. Well, damn. I thought I was like, I'm going to have the high score on this one. <laughs> no, sir. No. Love that no, song. Sir. That song is yeah. killer. But before we did these, I had talked about that and wasn't getting a lot of good feedback from you guys. Because we're well, reserved, my guy. We're trying to kind of keep it close to the chest. Gotta Saving be a surprise. It. Gotta surprise uh-huh. you. Well, you guys got me. Well done. Mm -hmm. So we will now go to our plot slash character score. Um, Tell me, Andrew, how'd you feel about the plot we were given? How'd you feel about the characters, excluding Alec, which we will give a separate score to? So here's my thing. Um, And I may get a lot of pushback on this, but it is what it is. Uh, Plot, I thought was fine. the stakes with the plot were okay. There were, you know, basically we're getting more of an introduction to new Bond than anything. Uh, like I said, Natalia lost me at a certain point. Boris is okay. And Umarov is kind of wallpaper a little bit. Yeah. I mean, You're not wrong he's here. not the greatest. Yeah. Um, but again, you have these people like M who's only in it for a very short amount of time, which sucks. She got the new Money Penny, who I loved in this one, but we only get, what, uh, uh, one minute maybe of her altogether? That's typical Money Penny length. Yeah. That's not out of the norm. Again, I just feel like you're misguided on this, but it's perfectly fine. I hate when you guys <laughs> attach something to me. Uh, hey, listen. Hey. I didn't say shit. Listen. Listen. I think uh, I've given less lower scores on everything. It's so a far. Joke. It's a goddamn joke, I get my it. man. I hey, get hands it. up, hands up. I insaded it. Uh, Corey, I don't like how you snivelingly. <laughs> I just think just you're out of your element, and that keeps, and that's all I feel. <laughs> that's right. Here you go. You're out of your element, Donnie. Donnie, Donnie. Uh, <laughs> over the line. But okay. with all that being said, I gave the movie a seventy for plot and character. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I gave it an 83. I actually really like Natalia as a Bond girl. 
and wasn't so detracted by the beach scene. I, I kind of thought she was, like I said earlier, trying to ground Bond a little bit. But I like that she took it upon herself to kind of track down Boris, and she was capable. She wasn't, I mean, to a degree, she kind of started to fall in love with James. Uh, yeah. But she was doing shit. She saved James more times than James saved her. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's always going to give your points. And then we had Wade. I like Wade. I yeah. like Zakovsky. Um, oh, yeah, Valentin. Don't talk about Valentin. Um, Umarov was a good secondary bad guy. I mean, he wasn't the most charismatic, but mm. uh, not bad. And uh, Zinya was one of my favorite hench people. She She's just good. brings, like, such a craziness to it. Like, even a little more crazy than... Uh, wit and kid from last week yeah, so i'd say so uh i love that kind of just like one off beat off the wall type of character and she her with her like crazy orgasms and death squeezes that's what i look for in a henchman you gotta be um, original as a henchman, some sure. quirky quirky helps yeah i love a quirky job you either you squeeze people in, job throw a hat throws a hat you know yeah. you gotta have something you got uh, grant Grant, you got the guy with, <laughs> the, guy with the toupee. <laughs> Who's that just there? Really good. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Grant. His name even sounds boring. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. Grant. He's over there drinking fucking <laughs> red wine with fish. You fucking, fucking idiot. Um, that being said, the plot, just I agree with you, Andrews. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was a good whatever you know mm-hmm. kind of low stakes it wasn't just a bank robbery at the end of the day but um 83 yeah great not bad it's good not bad cory I'm, I'm right there with you just a little higher because i i agree i think the, i think the characters take more stock than the plot in this case and i also agree i think natalia's great i think she's I, I don't i'm not saying she's our best uh bond bond uh girl but she's She's up there. She's she she's really top five. I she really gets put right through now. a lot, oh, wow. and she yeah. she holds her own too. And she's she she pushes it back on Bond. She doesn't. She's not just you know lingering at least kind of until the end. But I don't know. I I, I liked her. Um, and yeah, I mean, introduction to Valentine is great, and yeah, Xenia is fan- fantastic, fantastically maniacal. So awesome. eighty five for me. All right. So that leads us to our next category, which is our villain category. So that goes without saying, this is 006, Alex Trevelyan, Janice, however many fucking names he's got in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start this one off. I, um, I, I think he's a good foil to James because they had that past relationship. Yep. Um, the whole rapey thing, though, yeah, that's was that's a, odd that's and a out of place. Like, other than that, he was he was smooth. He was he was a double O agent, and he's giving out those vibes. Um, and then his plot is not the best, so I gave him a seventy four. Okay, Andrew, we'll go to you next. Uh, I mean, mine's not terribly low, but like I said, I mean. He's fine. 
I think he's better than average. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, but as far as Bond villain go, you know, he's, I don't know. It, he has some qualities and some that are just plain Jane, I guess. Probably the most interesting thing about him is he also is a double O agent, you know? Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I actually gave him a 60. So just a little better than average. All right. Corey. Um, he's, he's actually my lowest score, but still not by much because I think you make, you both make salient points. And honestly, the weird train scene really subtracted points. Cause it, it's, it doesn't make sense to the character at all. to all of a sudden make mm-hmm. that turn. Um, yeah. and the Leanne's Cossack part came out of nowhere, which was, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of strange. And by the way, you have to really be up on your Soviet Union history to even let that sink in. So. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, he's so memorable. And he's doing it for a reason. It's because of Sean Bean. So say what you will about the character. Sean Bean actually really pushes, you know, how strong at least the presence he is. Um, so I am still giving him a 79. Because right. he's logged in my memory bank as a... a a very memorable Bond villain. Memorable. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I have nothing bad to say about Sean Bean, except that Lord of the Rings movie. But uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> Boromir. He was bored by <laughs> Boromir. <laughs> no, no. I, I kid. I, I honestly love him and everything he does. So. Yeah. I, the train scene was just. Weird. It seemed like such a departure. And then when he was like, she tastes like strawberries, I would know. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. Like, what What was that? And because you brought this up, it reminded me of something that made me want to vomit. And it might just be a me thing, but when uh, Zinnia sucks on her glove after that, I don't know what it is, but when you put a glove in your mouth, it makes me very nauseous. Oh, I thought you were going to say rock hard. Oh, it turns me on <laughs> immeasurably. <laughs> Just thinking about it. I love gloves. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, takes us to our last category, and that is our entertainment value. What'd you recommend? Were you entertained? Did you look at your phone? Tell me. How are you feeling about it? Entertainment value, Corey. I personally didn't feel any lag. I, I, like you said, I felt like it moved at a pretty breakneck pace. Some lulls here, but again, those lulls had pretty good dialogue. Um, even if it didn't gel with uh, one of these people, these fucking. Mm, <laughs> fucking. Um, so I, I'm going to give it a 91. I was enthralled. All right. I also gave it a 91. Holy shit. I, I, I texted this to Andrew a couple days ago. He asked me, why, why I was like, the pacing on this one is just, mm-hmm. and maybe that's because we came off of From Russia With Love and Diamonds Are Forever, which are relatively slow-paced movies. Yeah. Um, they, t- they really breathe on those they, yeah, older they, movies, yeah. They let those uh, sink in a little bit. And th- this one was just, let's get it from the very, First thing we see is him sprinting, and then it just keeps running. I uh, love that. First thing we see, him yeah. sprinting. So, 91. Enjoyed it. 91. Okay. Uh, 
Well, look, let me uh, let me just throw this out there. There, it's not that I didn't entertain or was not entertained. I would absolutely recommend this. I think it's Brosnan's best Bond. Period. Uh, this game has provided more entertainment to me over my life than is I can even put into words. But there, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But while I am entertained, there is something to me about these these almost out-of-place bonds sometimes that I like a little more uh, as far as entertainment goes, or like a specter that this may not have met as far as my tastes go. But I didn't give it bad. I gave it an 80. I don't understand what you just said. Okay, I was just trying to say... <laughs> This movie is entertaining. I just happen to like some other ones better. You he, said, he means he likes how weird Roger Moore is. You, you I said, like, you said I like out of place ones. ones more. Yeah, and I like reference Spectre. And I like Spectre because even though it's not weird, there is something to it that is far more interesting than this movie. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. 80 is still pretty solid. Yeah, it's not a bad score. Pretty it's solid. not your 91, but you know. Well, that wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, interested to see. We'll cut to you, Andrew. All right. Let us know where the scores come in, uh, what the averages are, and where it sits in our current rankings. Okay. Well, uh, with the highest score tonight, it goes to Corey. His average is 86.29. Blaine, you're in second place with 82 even. Uh, I'm in third, not by much, but it's 75.71. And that gives us our overall score for GoldenEye. The overall average is the 81.33. So now let's go to our uh, overall board and see where GoldenEye falls on our list. (laughs) Gentlemen, I got to tell you. Things shifted. And the weird news is Goldeneye is not number one, but it is number two. Mm-hmm. And are you ready for the difference in the number? Goldeneye at 81.33. The Spy Who Loved Me at 81.52. Oof. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's Good a close Lord. one, guys. But you yeah. know what? I agree. I agree as well. Yeah. I still I feel like they're was so pleasantly together. I was pleasantly surprised by that movie. And I and I I think it and deserves you, to stay where it is in the number one I think spot. So. And, and you know the similarities is that both of those movies are quality in every single category. Yeah. And I think that's uh proving that our scoring system is pretty <laughs> solid yeah it's actually working out pretty the, well the two movies that we've really enjoyed have been number one and number two yeah and finally unseated from second place is goldfinger so golden eye and goldfinger I agree. yeah i agree that golden eye is better than goldfinger but mm-hmm. there's something about spy who loved me yeah and you know, i would have better i would have never said that a roger moore movie is currently my favorite, and it was so good. <laughs> guys, go. I gotta tell you, uh, the bungee jump 
from Goldeneye and the ski jump from Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. They're there. They're they're right mm-hmm. up there if yeah. we talk about best stunts. And and Bond girls are, are, are definitely our top in, in our top three, I think. With um Michelle Yeoh, yeah. I can't remember her character's name. Uh, yeah, she's pretty Wayland. solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Triple X, I mean. Yeah, Triple X. She's up she's there. She's and you there, got man. good henchmen. Yeah. Jaws versus Zinya. So yeah, we had a little shake up in our top three, guys. That's interesting. Uh, of course, Spectre drops down to four. So there we go. All right. But there Period. we go. I mean, again, back to Henchman. You got, you got Jaws, Zenya, Ajab, and Mr. Hinks. Four of our favorites. You know what? That's <laughs> it's very true. Out. Yeah. So great. I'm so glad our scoring system is not disappointing us. Thankfully. All right. It's fantastic. Well, what do we have on tap for next week? Corey will be leading the episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're coming into the home stretch. I don't know. Yeah. Is it Thunderbolt? Do we have 10 more? Uh, we have, I believe it's 10 more. Let's see. Uh, it is uh, 10 more. Yes, sir. 10 more. So, yeah. So, the next movie, Corey, again, will be leading, was going to be Back to Connery with Thunderball. I'm excited, guys, about Thunderball. I've got, I think we're going to see a different version of, of, of what Connery can bring. I'm hoping it's a nice one. <laughs> I, fingers I, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. I hope this is the change we can believe in, but I don't know. From what I remember, uh, this is definitely his highest grossing, right? Is that, do you think that's right? I didn't do any research on it, to be honest with you, so we'll have to see. Was this, was Thunder, Thunderball was right after Goldfinger, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, it would make sense. If people loved Goldfinger, they would show up in mass for Thunderball. So. His highest grossing one was probably Never Seen Ever Again. Yeah, just because just, of time. Just time. And yeah. Cost. Or money. Ticket. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Thunderball, next week, Core will break that down for us. We'll I've never it. seen it. So I've never seen it either. I've also never seen it. Wow. Oh, man. Should be fun. Okay. So, as always... That has been Judgment. Judgment.